This is The 20 with DJ Spider, presented by BeatSource. What's happening, all my beat sorcerers out there? Thank you for tuning in. Welcome to the 20 Podcast, bringing you interviews with the best DJs, producers, and music industry professionals from around the globe. I'm your host, DJ Spider. That's right. DJ Spider here with you guys, all my beat sorcerers. Thank you for tuning in. This podcast is brought to you by BeatSource. That's right, BeatSource is the new digital music service for open format DJs, and we have been advancing and pushing along week by week, day by day, hour by hour. BeatSource Link has now been launched inside of Serato, which is the leading DJ software out there. That's what I use. I'm sure that's what a lot of you guys use. And the ability to be able to DJ off of the cloud is so amazing. I'm Saving these playlists that the beat source curators are making from Afro beats to old school to acapellas to things I never knew even existed on streaming services. We've got everything from old to new. It's so exciting. Whether I was doing this podcast for beat source or not, I would be using this. This is the future and it is super dope. I've been using it for a few weeks now. I've put together sets. I've done so much cool stuff. I've seen people do things I haven't even thought of yet um, DJing off of BeatSource. So it's already growing. Get on there. Do your free trial. Hit me with any questions or comments. I can put you through to the right people at BeatSource or just hit me on Instagram at DJ S-P-I-D-E-R DJ Spider or on Twitch twitch.tv slash DJ Spider. Send me a little whisper on there. And um Please let me know what you're thinking if you need help with the beat source stuff. Um, I'm really happy to be doing this show with you guys, all my beat sorcerers, all the loyal listeners. It's been about a year. We're almost at episode 50. So this has been a huge, huge year growing this show with you guys. Um, let me know any way that I could help you, any questions you want answered, or topics you want covered, or guests that you want on here. Hit me, like I said, on Instagram or Twitch. I'd love to to talk to you guys about it um, and hear what your thoughts are. And please help us support by going on Apple Podcasts and rating and reviewing us. Go on Spotify, everything. Go on YouTube. We've got this whole show in video on YouTube. If you're watching me right now or if you're listening somewhere else, you can watch the show if you'd like. Um, And it's just been great bringing on OGs, bringing on new people, producers, DJs. I learned so much from this show personally, and I'm hoping that you guys do too. Um, So yeah, thank you again. Uh, And now I want to introduce you to the guest of the day on the 49th episode of the 20 podcast. This guest is someone that... um, I really have gotten a lot of uh, gotten a lot out of during this time. He's coming from London in the UK, and I've become a fan of his work um, on Twitch and beyond during this COVID quarantine. So that has been one of the silver linings within this. Um, he's a very positive person, but in a realistic way, not in that like everything's going to be okay for no reason. I mean, he he has a good outlook on everything, but it's real. And he seems like a very genuine and authentic person. And in his approach to everything, I think it's very genuine and authentic. And we discussed that on this. And I really got to learn a lot about him just over the past couple hours. Um, he's a self-described futurist. And he is the founder 
DJ and host of the Future Beats show, which is a super dope show um, on Twitch, but also on SoundCloud and something he's been building for the past six years. But seeing it build from the past six months on Twitch has been absolutely amazing, and I've learned a lot and been inspired by it. Um, he's constantly putting me on to great new music. I, I have to Shazam his show or ask him what he was playing because it's unreal, a lot of the stuff he's playing on there. So hopefully we can get him to do some beat source playlists and share some of that knowledge with you guys um his twitch channel really is one of the best and most innovative ones that i've seen out there plus he's one of the first people to be doing it um in the beginning of when djs were on twitch he was on there working it out um i personally learned a lot on this podcast about things like building communities on SoundCloud, Twitch, and Discord, which is something we go into. We discuss Discord and and this whole new world and how it could help you and us. Um, I learned, like I said, I learned a lot from it, and I think you will too. Um, also, we discussed other things like um, ideas about self-realization, pushing through hard times, helping others. These are things that he is passionate about, and I think everyone should learn about and implement uh in a way because it can really help you out mentally physically and all that stuff and help the world out we're all here for each other so um that's something we discussed on here um he also tells a lot of amazing dj stories uh talks about playing on boiler room he was on there four times with all kinds of dope people from asap rocky to action bronson to little sims um he's toured the world as with his own party as well as being a tour dj for some amazing acts people you may have heard of like georgia smith he did scratches on her record as well and his cuts are dope um, this dude knows what he's doing. He's a dope DJ and a dope person. There is a lot to unpack on this episode, so I hope you make it all the way through uh, because he ends it with some very inspirational and true words that I think everyone needs to hear, DJs or not. Um, so without further ado, I'm really pleased to present my next guest. Give it up for Complexion. <laughs> Welcome to the 20 Podcast, Complexion. It is Thank my you. pleasure having you on. How are Thank you feeling? Thank you so much for having me. I'm good. I'm good. Um, how can I describe it? So tired of everything, but also really excited about the new things that are happening, if that makes sense. You know, I always yes. feel like when things happen, um, arts, music, and culture will always find a way to survive and to live. And seeing what you've been doing with the podcast, with DJs have been doing with Twitch streaming and everything else, it's incredible because a lot of these things people wouldn't have done before. So I'm super excited to see what's happening, but I'm also kind of like, I miss people, you know, I miss going out and DJing and stuff. I, I, I think I'm on the exact same page. Like I yeah. love all of the, you know, constraints and things that have been put on people that has led to their creativity and 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 birthed all these new connections and friendships you know and people like us who met online and are now talking on here and supporting each other and um so many djs and producers and everything so i i see that part of it but it is getting to a point where um being around people is is nice. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. I mean, uh, it's just normality, but I guess what is normal nowadays, right? Like, some things know. need to change. And yeah, you know, it's uh, it's interesting. Who would have thought 2020 would be like this? I don't know. It's, it's <laughs> insane. Nobody would have thought. I mean, I wish I would have known in January. I remember <sighs> being in January and seeing the news about coronavirus in China, you know, and going... Yeah. 
man, that's crazy. I hope everyone's going to be okay out there. You know, like yeah, no yeah. way did I think it would be around the whole world. I mean, any no, of this no, stuff. At all. I mean, I remember I was DJing at a very, uh, how can I say this in a nice way? I say commercial venue. Okay. Um, on New Year's Eve. And yes. I had just finished. It was a band on before me. So you can imagine what kind of venue this place is. Really yeah. nice venue, but definitely one of these kind of places. Yeah. And I only did it because the options were either I took three or four really fun parties that paid less, or I did one really well-paying party. So I thought I'll do the well-paying one, of course. Yeah. You know. Right. Um, so I jumped on after the band. And uh, as soon as the band finished, it was, I think, five past midnight. I played two songs. A woman comes up to me. And she's like, when are the band coming on? You're really shit. And I was like, thanks. Um, okay. Uh, well, that's why you get paid a lot on New Year's Eve. <laughs> yeah. Because it's all like, these people that have never seen a DJ and are just like, I hate it. you. This is it. But then I said to her, like, look, I can't compete with seven, uh, seven band, oh, seven member band. It's <laughs> okay. just me. And then she came up again and said, look, my mate's over there. He's a DJ. He thinks you're really shit too. And then I was like, look, I let you go the first time and now you're just being really rude and everything. And it just set me off in a really bad way for the rest of the evening. Luckily, um, it was like one of these dinner kind of places. So people started leaving like two hours later. So I luckily finished it like just under two hours. As soon as I left the venue, I was like, right, that's 2019 done. I put on my headphones. I listened to Griselda and I walked to the train station. I was like, this, this is me uh, having a refresh now. This is how yes. I'm going to set off 2020 for me is listen to Griselda. That's all I want to do. Good. I thought, perfect. Wash yeah, it away. <laughs> yeah, that's it. And I thought this is perfect. Although there's nothing wrong with those kind of gigs and stuff. We all know why we do it, right? It, it, it's good money and everything and why not? But that's what I was hoping the rest of my 2020 would be. Like I thought this is amazing and this is how it's going to be. And then lo and behold, just like yourself, I heard this happen in China. I was like, I hope people are okay. And then I heard a guy landed in the UK with it. And I was like, oh man, I hope they look after him and quarantine him. And then I'm like, oh, the city next to me has got it. Oh, the other city the other way has got it. Oh, London would be okay because London's fine. And then lo and behold. Crazy, you know? right? Yeah, same thing. Like I was telling you before we started recording, the final in-person podcast I did, I think, was with DJ Craze. Yeah. And we met at the Beat Source office and we were talking like this. And <laughs> sometimes when I'm making notes for these podcasts, I go back to the old ones that, oh, are there any topics I talked about that could be good for this? And I was going back through his notes and I read like I was saying things like, <laughs> do you think and even Morgan Page, I asked both of them because it was two weeks in a row. And I was like, do you think you'll change your tour schedule to maybe you won't be able to go to China for a little bit because of the virus? Like, little did I know what was coming a week later was like full later. lockdown yeah. until for forever. <laughs> yeah, like it's crazy. I mean, I was supposed to do two U.S. tours over the last I would have started my second U.S. tour by now. That's and crazy. It was just like, I, I remember in March, April saying to everyone, hey guys, we're going to change it to November, December time. I'll see you then, definitely. And now I'm like, yeah, I'll see you in 2022. <laughs> yeah, I know. So many things got, got quote unquote postponed for me where I'm like, what's even this getting postponed? Yeah, to? what we'll is happening? What happens. Yeah, exactly. What, um, and so you, for the people listening that don't know, you are in oh. London, right? Yes, I am West London, born and okay. raised. So we got the LA London connection oh, yeah. right now. Yeah. Um, and uh, 
what is the status? I mean, so if anyone's listening in the future, we are in October 2020 right now. Um, you could be I'm listening say to this. Two weeks before the American election. Um, Ooh, yes. Yeah. So it's a very stressful time, but we're positive. We're good. We're good. We are. We're positive. Yeah. We're feeling good. We yeah. obviously hope for one outcome. And if the other one happens, we're going to be okay. We're, we're going to be okay. This. Yeah. I'm just going to say, as a brown man from London who happens to be a Muslim, uh, it's going to be a bit difficult for me. Uh, to come back into the US because it already was. So right. this is why I'm so concerned with what happens, you know, because a lot of people do say to me, why are you so worried about the US? But I'm like, things will affect us here. You know, yes. they will, you know, they will. So we need to be aware of what's happening. So let's just hope what the best scenario happens, the best case scenario happens. I hope. That's what um, what's it been like out there? So like, what is the because I've been, you know, seeing online, like it goes up and down. Oh, everyone's in pubs. Oh, it's yeah. on full lockdown. And and I follow a lot of English uh, DJs and just people. Okay. And I think some of the memes they're posting, I have to like sort of <laughs> translate it like, oh, is this, yeah. you know, what are they saying? But it seems like you guys are just getting bombarded with insane rules that make sense or don't make sense like this what's is the, this is completely know, it so I, um without getting too political the guys that i didn't want to win won and they are imagine okay here's how i'll say this um old 80s movies you know you always have like the evil british guy yes that's what our government is like full of, of those kind of people <laughs> um and they and, and i'll break it down like this so we, at one point, could only meet up with 20 of our friends, 20 or 30. No, there was 20 friends, but only like, no, I'm, I'm exaggerating. It was six people we could meet up with. Only right. six. Okay. But if you wanted to, you could go fox hunting with 30 people, and that was totally fine. What? This is what I mean. Like, it didn't make any sense. And before anything, horse riding clubs and tennis clubs were open, but we couldn't play basketball or football or anything. But we could go, play, go ride a horse and chase foxes. Right. Friends. So that so that pretty much explains where we are with this. Yeah. Oh right? my god. And um, I know so, they told all of you to like retrain or something, right? Oh or, dude, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna get onto that for sure. <laughs> um but so what's happened here is initially they were like stay at home and don't go to work, work from home. And then they were like, Hey, go back to your office because shops don't have money and everything's closing down. And then they were like, hey, you know, actually stay at home again. Um, so it's all a complete mess. And none of the arts and culture is being supported. They're just expecting cinemas to close, clubs to close, everything else. And what they did, they had this whole advert, <laughs> advert which was saying, hey, if you do anything creative, basically retrain it, retrain it. You can get a job doing cyber or you could do this and you could do this. And in a way, I'll be real. We are DJs, right? Our, our jobs are important to some people, but we're not, again, without sounding rude or anything, we're not saving lives like the frontline people are. I so I do, I do understand where some people are coming from and what they say. Um, however, we've worked our whole lives doing this. And one could argue we have saved lives. We have, you know, people have had jobs because of us and we've done so many things. So we are important in the grand scheme of things. There is a place for us. Right. And just to be told, hey, the thing you've been doing for 20 years, don't worry, go retrain. Right. Like, come on, you know. No, it's insane. I actually had, I mean, um, I'm not sure if he'll listen to this, but I had uh, a previous manager who I still have love for and everything was okay. good. But I remember going through, a, there was a time, you know, like everyone has in their career, there's a lot of ups and downs, especially in DJing. You're trying to make it on your own. You're all alone, you know. Um, and I remember having a conversation with him like, 
yo, I'm going through this thing. I'm trying to figure some stuff out. And he sort of said something like that to me, like, have you thought about getting a job? And I was like, that's not why I'm coming to you. What do you mean? Like, have I thought about getting a job? It like that that actually gave me so much motivation in a way because i was yeah. so mad at the time and i remember coming home telling my wife like he asked me if i should, you know if I'm not getting a I job yeah but and, and i understand i think he's coming from a good place in in the sense of look you've built up all this experience and contacts and you could utilize your knowledge and experience in sure. a good way and and but don't just say that. You know what I mean? That's like the same thing. Like, reach. have you thought yeah. about retraining? Like, what do you yeah. mean? I'm trained to do it. this. I mean, so. A lot of my friends, they've heard me countless times. Like, oh, I want to give up DJing and do something else. I want to do this. I want to do that. I had friends who worked in finance and they were like, just come do contracting work with us. I mean, the money's insane what they get for that. And I think what happened was at a certain age, everyone around me was having second, third kids, buying the second or third house. And I'm like, hey, I'm DJing still, you know, because yeah. for me, the mistake I made was I thought it could be one or the other. I never thought you could do together, which is one of the mistakes I've obviously made. But at the same time, I'm kind of happy where my career has gone because what I'm doing now, I've never been this happy before with DJing. You know, I'm sure yeah. not only you and I, but other DJs have always felt they've been at the venue, which my friends and I call like the just get paid kind of gigs. You know, yeah. you go there and you switch off. And you're yeah. like, let me just get paid. And that's yes. what I'm going to do. And we, do, we don't tell anyone about these. We don't put the flyers out. We don't do anything. And sometimes when you're doing those gigs, you do start questioning yourself. You're like, what am I doing? Why am I here? Um, I thought I'd be bigger than this. But then what will happen is next week, you'll have something insane happens. And you're like, this is why I do this. I know. You know? And the funny thing. The funny thing is when that happens, that used to happen to me sometimes in the opposite way where I'd have the greatest right. night of my life and I'd be like, this is why I do this. And I just got props from like my idol or like something happened. Yeah. And then the next night I'm doing the worst gig ever. And I'm like, what's my life all about? You know, it's like okay. my brain's going crazy. Spider, let me tell you this. Uh, so I did a gig. Imagine I'm DJing for Dr. Dre. I shake his hand. Wow. And the next day I'm playing a little pub in a place called uh, Camden for three drunk people who are asking <laughs> me for the Smiths. And I'm like, I was with Dr. Dre yesterday. <laughs> exactly. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, that should be like, no one understands that part of DJing, you know? And it's funny if someone could somehow convey this in a movie, because all the movies about DJing are very yeah. surface. Like, yeah, that someone could like show someone DJing, the club's going, it's so loud, everyone's having the time of their life, and then it all sort of like dims out, and you go into the DJ's brain, and they're thinking yeah. about like everything from, what did I do with my life? Did I make the wrong decision? What am I going to eat after this? What's happening with like the amount of things that are going crazy in our brain while someone else is this singing is like Meek Mill is like yeah. crazy. <laughs> but I'm sure we'll talk about this later, but this is this is the thing with DJing. So um, what I do, what I've been doing with the last couple of years is the Future Beat Show, which I'm sure we'll, we'll speak about. Oh yeah, but, I got to talk about it. I want people to learn about it if they don't know on the you. podcast. Um, so yeah, I love it. One of the things I've done, and I'm sure you've noticed this, is I try, not try, but I'm genuinely myself. I make myself as relatable as possible only because I don't like this idea of us looking up at people and being like, oh, there's someone who's untouchable or they're on a pedestal. For me, it's like, look, I have, you know, issues. I, I have, I, my anxiety can be really bad sometimes. I've had crippling depression where I couldn't get out of bed for three or four days because of DJing. You know, yeah. this, it, this is, this is, it's not because of my life, anything else, but it's because of DJing that's happened, right. you know, and I'm not that I want to like scream and shout about it. But I want to say to people, Hey, if you look up to someone like me, 
I go through this as well. I have worries. I have anxiety attacks. I have everything else. And just like you said, I've DJed. And it's crazy. We'll be in front of two, three, four, five hundred people, a thousand people sometimes. And then when we leave the club, it's just us. Literally, <laughs> like it, it's so, it can be so lonely as well, you know? Yeah. Um, oh, very lonely. Yeah. I'm yeah. back in a hotel room in a city where I know nobody. I'm texting people like, hey, somebody want to get a hey, grilled cheese or something? You know, no one's yeah. around. I'm like, oh, this is sad. And, this is it. and I realized this on my tour. I actually had a bit of a breakdown in Denver airport because everyone was already telling me that Denver's a really scary airport. Like, supposedly, it's really, <laughs> so really. It's got the Illuminati. Uh, yeah. The, yes. The yeah. That's what people were saying. Torture, torture chambers. <laughs> underneath you yeah. go look at the murals and their satanic uh <laughs> imagery I know. Um, but the thing was i had i was traveling across from the east to west coast and i imagine a different hotel every night lack of sleep everything yeah. and i got to denver airport and i was extremely hungry and what i realized in the u.s most of your airports always have fast food there's not really many healthy options you know no. um so i was in denver i was looking around thinking what can i eat um, or let me rephrase that. I'm sure people are listening to the stream saying, no, no, if you go to this airport, there's this restaurant. It was my first time in these airports. I was rushing to my flight, so I didn't get the chance to look yeah. around. And no, and, the fast food has taken over. I mean, Denver airport, yeah. if I just off top, best thing you could probably have is like Wolfgang Puck or something, you know, oh, like yeah, one of those, exactly. which is so, fast food, but it's one step up. But I mean, I, yeah. you know, I've eaten in Denver airport about 700,000 times. Okay. <laughs> it's always bad. <laughs> Yeah, I had this really weird, like, crepe. It was like a chicken Caesar salad crepe thing. And it was so oh. sad. Like, literally, look at it. It was just like, and I sat there, and I promise you, I, I actually, like, cried for a bit because every all the emotions and everything just came out of me. And I believe I, you. I had to just get it out. And I was just so, just, like, just exhausted. Yeah. You know, and, and that salad was the thing that set me off. <laughs> but then afterwards, I felt great. And then I got to San Francisco. I, um, a friend of mine, his wife has now got a job uh, in Silicon Valley. So we stayed with them, which was amazing. You know, so it was really nice once I got there. But I had this moment where I was just like, what am I doing? Why am I here? What am I, I eating? Know. Kind of thing. You know? Oh, my God. The food can set you off. I've had some yeah. super depressing breakfast sandwiches. <laughs> like, oh, I stayed up all night in Atlantic City and went on some super long car ride to Philadelphia and then got there. It was like 7 in the morning. I'm like just pushing myself. And then they're like, your flight's delayed. And I'm eating like a oh. floppy breakfast sandwich that's just the worst thing on earth. And I remember just taking pictures of it and just being like... <laughs> This represents everything in my life right now. Yes. This ch this, this is, sandwich. <laughs> this is it. And then, but it was amazing because when I was in San Francisco, I had to go play in Vegas as well. I oh, got to nice. Vegas and I got taken care of so well there. Uh, my friend Rosemary, shout out to her. She's incredible. That's the great. next morning, her and her boyfriend gave me a lift to the airport and they made me breakfast and they brought it with them. So I was having the most incredible breakfast in the back of their car and they took time to make it for me. It was that's so, the, that's such a huge thing. I don't think people understand on tour. Those times where I've had that stick out to me so yeah, much. Like so I much. remember, I remember going to Milwaukee for one of my first times, and and um, someone just you know they invited me over to someone's actual house, and he cooked dinner, and it was just oh, amazing. Yeah. It felt so good and homey, so and I'm good. like, you guys are so nice. And and same like shout to Case Bloom in Nashville, Tennessee. Um, Super dope DJ, amazing edits, and and he makes these uh, bags that are so dope. His company's okay. called uh, Tucker and Bloom. If you guys look him up, Tucker but, and Bloom. Okay, uh, Case Bloom, a great Instagram follow as well. But okay. he, I went out to Nashville and DJed, and him and his girlfriend, similar thing. Really took care of me, invited me back to their house. I had to go 
to the airport and he's like, come to our house first. I'll drive you. She makes yeah. me this like homemade sandwich and all this stuff. And same thing. I was eating it on the way to the airport. I felt like so much love and I felt so good. Even on the plane, this I was like it. filled up. Like, I feel great. Yeah, I feel like those are it. like, and I did, had never hung out with him before that time. And I'm like, mm. I feel like they're like my family in a way just from being there for that day. It's this, so strange. This is it. I mean, same thing in, in Toronto. Uh, when I got booked there, um, the guy who booked me, he said, stay at my place. I'm going to stay with my friend. It's all yours. So he let me stay at his place and so he cool. gave me his, uh, I guess you call it a Metro card. He goes, take this, go around. It's filled up with money. Go enjoy yourself. Do wow. your thing. And then the next morning, he took me to the most amazing breakfast place. Um, and we went up to this park where you could see the Toronto Tower. And he goes, I just wanted to show you this view before you went. And I was just like, this is amazing, you know. And Love that. this is what it meant. But then sometimes, obviously, we've done things where it's like, go to the hotel, eat some really crappy hotel pizza or something. Yeah. Go to the club and then come back. And the thing is, I'm straight edge, so I don't drink or anything or do nothing. So for That's me, crazy. when you come wow. back to the hotel, I'm literally just sitting there just like, okay, <laughs> you know, like, what do I do? <laughs> Right. You're not like, hey, let's go to the after party. I'm going to eat this yeah. horrible meal. Yeah, not like that at all. You know, and I think when people realize that, um, they kind of realize, they, they know that I'm not trying to be uh, not social. I'm, you know, I'm genuinely, I'm straight edge. So for me, if everyone's drunk around me, I'm kind of like, okay, what do I do? Kind of thing, you know. Right. That's so interesting. So be- being in all of these places that it's somewhat encouraged to mm. get drunk or high or whatever you're supposed to do in those things. Like, what's that like for you? Um, do you? Oh, I have a lot of stories about all my friends and people around me. Because <laughs> <laughs> I remember everything. No, but for me, to be honest, um, it's cool. It's just, I might not stay at the club until the very end. And yeah. then sometimes people can be like, oh, well, where's he gone? Why did he leave for? And I'm like, Look, I'm not trying to be rude, but everyone's drunk and doing drugs. And I'm kind of just standing there like, hey, guys, I'd much rather meet up the next morning and go for lunch or brunch or something, you know, so totally. that's really cool. Whereas my friends in Germany and well, in Berlin and Paris, they not only get super drunk and super high, but they're also ready for brunch the next morning, which is great. So <laughs> that's really fun. So shout out to Jeffrey, shout out to um, all the guys in Paris as well for taking care of me. <laughs> that's um, good. If you can mix the uh, both of the worlds and still yeah. be alive, then that's good. <laughs> this is, you know, yeah, that's it. But you know, some people are kind of a bit funny about it, but it's only because I, I get it. You know, people around them, they drink, do drugs and stuff. And that's fine. I'm like, do your thing. It's just, just not for yeah. me. Yeah. I know. Isn't that funny? Like people that are weird with you because they want to do it, but you don't want to do it. I'm yeah. like, you can do whatever you want around me. Like yeah, I'm not judging you or, you know, you're judging yourself at this point. You know, yeah, you, I'm, like, you, who, who I'm making my decision. You make your decision. And yeah, it was crazy. It was really funny. Actually, I was DJing in Latvia and the guy had two lines of Coke for me ready. And he was like, here you go. I'm like, pro, like, I don't know what you want me to do. Like, <laughs> and, and he was so offended. I was like, I didn't ask for this. Like my rider is just like sparkling water and lemon. Like, oh my legit. God. I know I've literally had to try to be like nice about people doing cocaine. Like I'm like, yeah. like, cause they're like, you know, exactly. Same thing. Like I'll turn it down. I'm like, yeah, it's not really my, I don't really do yeah. that, but you know, and, and then, they're like all weird about it, but I'm like, no, I'm I'm happy for you to do yeah. it. You know what I mean? Like, do, do your do your thing. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not, I'm not even gonna remember this. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's fine. Um, so th- that's really funny because normally when people book me and on the rider, they was like, yes, what kind of drugs do you want? Do you want this or this? I'm like, 
maybe some ibuprofen if my back hurts the next morning like (laughs) you're like i like dried mango slices yeah Yeah. (laughs) i mean i know it's funny like yeah that's a big thing in the club world because people come up like asking oh can i buy this from you or this i'm like no i'm literally i like music is why i'm here yeah well Um, the great thing is is on the radio show um i always talk about green tea because i love green tea that's my thing and legitimately people thought i was referring to weed and oh, they were wow. like, oh, oh, green tea, wink, wink, you know, like, yeah, okay. I'm like, no, no, no. I mean, genuinely, green tea with jasmine is my favorite. Oh, so my I, God. I, I have a lot of people in Cali who listen, who work on uh, cannabis farms and, and, you know, and own them. And they're like, yo, when you come out here, you're going to get so high. I'm like, yeah, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. And they show me like tables, tables full of their product. And they're like, you listen to your show, man, it's great. And every time you talk about green tea, we all laugh because, you know, you're talking about weed. I'm like... No, I'm not. I mean, green tea, dude. <laughs> like, You're like, can you just plant me a little plot of uh, tea leaves and then yeah, we could that, work with that? that. Amazing, you know. But yeah, it's just people's choice, man. That's for me. Yeah, I mean, I, exactly. I grew up, and I, you know, I'm, I'm not a practicing Muslim, but growing up in a Muslim household, we don't drink and with drugs, it just never really appealed to me. However, I think now a lot of people have said to me it's really good for anxiety and things like that. So maybe uh, what, like a very what alcohol or, or oh no, uh, weed. cannabis. Weed. Oh, okay. Yeah, um, uh, even, even things you know, even like THC and stuff. People have said might be yes. I, the I right think way to go. I think like anything, there can mm. be two sides of everything you do. You know, and there sure. can be two sides. There can be ups and downs. And I think weed in certain people can produce anxiety more and and amplify sure. it. And I think certain people it can help it. Um, and also there's CBD and THC and all the like different things, it, yeah. you know, Yeah. but, but yeah, I think it can help in a way, but, uh, it can also, I know a lot of people, especially heavy smokers that get to a point where it's inducing panic attacks, you know? Yeah, um, so, <laughs> so it's weird anxiety about trying it because I'm just like, what if I have a panic attack? <laughs> so it's just kind of, it's No, just you won't. Weird. I've never known anyone to have a panic attack for people that just do it a little Stop. bit, but people okay. that like that's what they do all the time that's where it like hits okay. in I, that's my theory i don't know it's sure. non-scientific but <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah um but yeah that's uh i know it's crazy being in this world when you don't want to do stuff i've had so many weird run-ins with people who same thing wanted me to do this or that with them and i was like no nah, i'm good but i want to yeah, hang out you know and then yeah. never talk to them again and i was like <laughs> i'm not like weird to hang out with i just don't want to do coke <laughs> with you sorry dude this is this is exactly like yo we can go sneaker shopping we can do whatever it's yeah. fine you know like but um yeah people can get a bit weird out about it i know i'm like all right um that's yeah so so coming up uh i know you've been djing for a while yeah. who were some of your influences um starting out in the dj world uh 100 funk master flex Ooh, only nice. because um uh as, as some of us og djs uh mid to late 30s we're all kind of, we're kind of around that age yeah um back then the internet wasn't a thing so right. I couldn't really get American mixtapes or things. And there was no way of me getting them. So we listened to Tim Westwood on Radio 1. And he would do a New York rap exchange where Funkmaster Flex would take over. Oh, wow. And, and then I used to record what he did and then reverse engineer the sounds. Because I didn't know how you'd make that sound. So I just imagine his hand. And be like, okay, so he's making the sound do something. What's he doing? Right. So it was Funkmaster Flex. Um, and then he released the 60 Minutes of Funk. Yeah. which I've bought four copies of and all worn out because I just keep rewinding, being like, I need to make this sound. So he'd juggle and then the sound would drop and I get the same sound and try to make 
the same scratch noise, if that makes sense. Oh, definitely uh, makes sense. That's what I used to do too. I would just imitate anything yeah. I could get my hands on from DJ Premier to uh, Shortcut and Cubert to the X-Men to anything. I was yeah. like, same thing. How are they doing that? I would sit there for months just like... Yeah. Oh wait! I kind of did the sound of like diddle dip it, diddle dip it, and I'm like, okay, I just need to keep practicing for three more months, and I could almost do it. This is it. So um, I'm not sure if you remember this, but I remember the first record that I actually made a good scratch sound was Horace Brown "Things We Do for Love." Oh um, wow! It's only because you've got that 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 snare yeah. is a great scratch sound. So I used to use that to um just to, to practice with um yeah the snare well. is really good i remember hearing like babu on dilated oh, peoples man, yeah. and he would just do like that one part like, dip, 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 yeah. on a snare and i was like okay i need to figure out how to do that yeah. that was just over and over and over I, and that was it and then watching dmc videos and again yeah. uh, reverse engineering their stuff um and then uh a dj called dj swin who sadly isn't with us anymore oh. one of the best djs in the uk he was from a crew called boogie brunch um, just this guy was insane, like the best party rocker, scratch DJ. Um, and he sadly passed away. It's, it's been a while now. Um, and luckily before he passed, I got to DJ with him a couple of times. And every time I DJ with him, I would just be like, yo, you're DJ swing. Like you're amazing. And then he turned around to me and say, yo, you're the future. Like you're the next one. I'm like, whatever, man, you know? Um, but yeah, it was an incredible feeling growing up, listening to him, um, because we had two stations that I could listen to uh, where I lived. It was Radio 1, which was the BBC. Right. Um, they had Tim Westwood. And it was another station called Choice FM. They were a predominantly black R&B and hip-hop station. But they had, um, if I'm not mistaken, a station in South London and North London. I live in West London. So I couldn't get the signal unless I had like an alarm clock. And I got speaker wire until the end of the aerial. And then I put it out my window, taped it outside. And I get like a really tinny kind of you know, it would work, but just barely. So I listened to those guys, again, just reverse engineering what they did and just wanting to be like them. And just, you know, I, I worked at McDonald's for two weeks. I'd get paid 75 pounds. 50 pound would go on vinyl every week. Uh, 20 pound was petrol and five pound would go on my phone credit. And that would be my, <laughs> that would be my routine. That would be it. Um, just like so a buy vinyl. That was it. That's huge. Yeah, that's that's amazing. Such a cool story and and great influences. Um, similar for me too. I mean, Funkmaster Flex. Yeah, you know, still doing it to this day. But his DJing was so huge oh, for me. So and I remember good. hearing the Tim Westwood stuff. It was okay. funny because I I remember buy, they used to press some of his stuff on record. Like I have vinyl of like Wu Tang on his show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think it was their first time or second time ever even being out there and and yeah. and him introducing them. And it was so funny to listen to. I, I found some record in a shop and I'm like, wow, they, they took the radio show and pressed it on Impressive, record. Yeah, yeah. But um, I even, I used to have a college radio show and I remember taking that record because there was all these pauses in between them and I would put, because no one would listen to my radio show. And so I would hey, turn. look at Mel. Look at Mel. We're there, there. But they were listening now, right? <laughs> well, yeah. And then I, so I would put it on and I would talk to Wu-Tang in the show. <laughs> And I'd be like, yo, Ray, that was crazy. Oh, ghost, no way. Because they'd be like talking to him. And I'd be like, yep, Tim, uh-huh, that's right. Tell him, okay, okay. And like, I, oh, I'm sure I have amazing. literally 
like a cassette tape, you know, of myself. I just found all my tapes from college. That's and I'm like, I need to find this one. Cause we were, I remember after listening back and me and my friend were just crying, laughing because it was so <laughs> stupid, but it was like great. I don't know. Yeah. You know, yeah, no, I, I did the same. I found some old uh, cassette tapes from when uh, me and my friends would uh, DJ in my room and make it on radio station. Yeah. And it's hilarious because it's all these in jokes and people doing impressions and, <laughs> All this stuff, and it's hilarious, but it's only funny to us. <laughs> I know. I think it was only funny to us. Like we would call because we would be in the school's radio station, so we had a phone in each room, and I'd be like, "All right, I'm gonna go be these three characters, and I'm gonna call you." So we would just call in because no one would call us, and we'd yeah. be like, "Call in. Here's the phone number," and like oh. we would be like, "This station sucks. Like it wouldn't go beyond the dorms." And I was on at two in the morning, so nobody's listening. And I'm like, "So we have all these things of like we're calling in." And I mean, we had tickets to like the dopest shows in San Francisco and Berkeley, right. and we couldn't give them away. It was like, yeah, it's crazy because it was the same thing with us. When well, my friends would ring up this pirate radio station I was on, it was called Juice One or Two Point Five, yeah, and it was a below a nail salon. And uh, yeah, we were DJing there, and my friends would literally go out and use the phones to call us, and we pretend to be like having listeners, and they're like, "Yeah, this is so dope," and exactly. XYZ. And it would be really, we would be really hype. And then we'd be like, yeah, it's just us. And management were like, yeah, your show was really good. You had a lot of callers. And we're like, yeah, loads of callers. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah. They, uh, okay. So we both lived that life. <laughs> but Spider, here's, here's what's crazy though, right? You are, I, I don't know the exact distance, but like, let's just say 10,000 miles away. Right. Grew up in your own way and everything. Yet look how similar these things I, are, what we did. That's what I'm saying. I, I, I love, I love it. I love being able to connect yeah. with people and, and how there's similar people that we're probably so different and have had so, so many different things, but we have so many things in common and, yeah. and the music and the different things that have run through our lives and been the parallel things connect us in such a crazy way. And, and this like you it. said, so, so many things you have said, I even relate to of just yeah. the way I think or things that I've done. And, um, I know it's so interesting, right? That well, uh, I'm sure you've probably spoken about this on the show before, but what made you get into DJing? Like, was there something behind it or is there something you wanted to do or, uh, um, I think, I mean, you know, just, I remember being 16 years old and I was, I mean, I listened to hip hop, um, all the time. Like that was the music I listened to. I listened to rock music and hip hop for the most part and whatever else, like my friend's older brother would put us onto, but yeah. a lot of like punk and like hair metal okay. and like, um, and just hip hop, you know, I was listening to Wu Tang, Tribe Called Quest, De La Soul, everything dope. And um, and then uh, I was about sixteen years old, and we someone got a car, and it was like, let's go to this <laughs> rave. And I remember we went to the rave, and they were playing crazy music, and it was a DJ, and I knew what DJing was, but I didn't totally get it. Um, but there was just something about that. I don't know. Going to the, we started going every week and we, I would see the DJs. They would be doing the most amazing stuff I ever heard. They'd be taking songs. I knew the acapella of it and then putting it over drum and bass jungle songs. Right, and then right. 
and then another DJ would be playing on two more turntables and mixing a hip hop beat halftime into it and then doing things that were just, so, and I didn't understand that's what was happening, but it was so mind blowing to me. And they were making the same sounds I was hearing on Gangstar Records and Tribe Called right, Quest. Right. And I'm like, this is all connected, but I don't understand what they're doing. And then I remember one guy in our little crew got turntables and was like, this is what's happening. And I'm like, oh right. my God. And then, I don't know, I just started playing with it at his house every day. We would go after school. And I was yeah. like, I really feel like, because I had tried to play drums, bass, guitar, everything ever. And I, it never really stuck with me, but I knew okay. I loved music and I was so into music. And that's all I wanted to do was find new music and play yeah. it for people and tell people about it. And uh, and so then once I, I, I started playing with it, I was like, wait this is the thing I'm supposed to do because I think uh, about it all the time. I practice all the time. I want to be able to make these scratching sounds and figure out how are they blending those two drum and bass songs where like it's the most insane drums and patterns, but they're making it sound so cool and they're going from one to the back and forth. And so I was like, this is what I need to do. And so I don't know that that was it. It just pushed was, me. Okay. It was just, I wanted to do figure out how to scratch and yeah be able to learn how to DJ and do what these people are doing. Uh, I love that. See, that's amazing because it, it's really good that you got to experience so much like in one go and you were like, I need to know what's going on here. Like, how is yeah. this all happening? Yeah, you know? it was just like, just sort of, I don't know. I didn't think I would be, it would take me this far, but, um, mm -hmm. you know, I thought this is a fun thing to do right now. I'm 16, yeah, I'm yeah. 17, you know, yeah, and then yeah. once I got to college and I realized, oh, wait, you can they have radio stations built into this place and you get to like, do, yeah, you know, so yeah. I was like, I had, I saved up for turntables and I started trying to do a radio show and, you know, it just sort of evolved. I mean, my sure. DJ career is, or whatever you want to call it, DJ life has evolved so many times because I thought mm. I would be this kind of DJ and then I would go to every ITF battle there was and then <laughs> yeah. you know this to this to this and then I started a record label and I wanted to put out rap records and then I wanted to be this kind of DJ. And so it's just constantly evolved into, yeah. and then bottle service and then all, yeah. all that stuff, you know? Yeah. 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 Uh, wh why, what about you? What was your introduction oh, or right. what was okay. your motivation? So people who know me will know exactly what I'm going to say next. So if you've heard this story, I do apologize. Um, there was actually a girl in high school that I had a crush on and in high school, I was your typical video game comic book geek and it wasn't cool back then like it is now right um and uh to impress this girl i was sitting next to her in a class and she said to me oh my cousin's a dj it must be so amazing being a dj i was like hey i'm a dj and that was <laughs> that was literally it i'm not even joking like that's it that's how i started and then you and had then to I, just figure it out the next I, day yeah, I, I, had, I had to figure it out no legit yeah i just figure it out that's it and what happened was um my dad had passed away a couple of months beforehand. So my mom really wanted to like look after us and just make sure we were okay and stuff. So right. I said, mom, I want to do this. Can you help me? She's like, yeah, okay, I'll help you. So she gave me some money to buy some turntables. And uh, that was it. Well, I had one, I had a, uh, uh, it was called a Pro 150. I don't know what brand it was, um, but it had like a 15 second startup time. You're like, rrr, 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 and it finally <laughs> starts going, you know? Um, so yeah, had that. And then from there, just stuck with it. Um, I always loved basketball and I always wanted to be a basketball. Like, my dream was to play in the NBA back then. Oh, but the wow. thing is, I was already 16, 17. Um, I only just started playing that summer there was no way I was going to get into the NBA. So I thought I have to do 
one of two things. I can study and I can either DJ or study and play basketball. I was like, look, my basketball career is not going to go anywhere. Let me study and DJ. So I DJed for two years. I think I stopped when I was 18. I went to college. And then when I finished college at 21, I started up again. And that's what I've been doing for the last. So you didn't DJ in college at all? No, not really. Um, At the time, uh, uh, Again, this is not to put a downer or anything. And I know, like, whenever I say this story, I always feel bad about talking about it. But I lost my younger brother at 18. Oh, so wow. my family was to d- deal with loads of stuff in one time. So I had to take some yeah. time out. I dropped out of college, look after my family, um, you know, just doing what kind of job I could just to help out and everything. Right. And then finally, after I finished, um, I guess what we call university, you guys call college, I guess. Yeah. Um, same. It's kind of, yeah, it's kind of, yeah, same. It's exactly so, the same. Yeah. Yeah. So 21 ish, uh, I started picking everything up again. And yeah, and that was it. So um, since wow. then, that was it, all I've been doing. And, and then since then, you've you've made a pretty good career for yourself. I you've mean, done some pretty dope things. I mean, you've okay. been on a boiler room four times, four which times, is yeah. huge. And I checked out um, a few of them. And um, okay. and I know, I mean, I'll just say some of the things I know. You correct me okay. if I'm wrong. And, and sure. uh, please feel free to expand on them. But uh, sure. I know you've been on boiler room four four times which is huge in the dj world um and i checked them out i mean it wasn't like oh some throwaway set i mean it actually looked stressful you had like two of them (laughs) one of them was like pouring rain with people had like trash bags on their head and another one there was people like i felt like on your shoulders or something they were everywhere around you so it was amazing the one you're talking about the raining one that was actually notting hill carnival and if you're not familiar that's like the biggest carnival in europe um it's in west london and it's crazy. Like that's, that carnival is amazing. So when I was, I want to say 18, 17, 18, I went to Nottingham Carnival for the first time. And on Tim Westwood stage, imagine it, this is for free. And in the UK, I saw Jay-Z, Buster Rhymes, Flip Mode Squad, Little Kim and Junior Mafia, Foxy Brown and Montel Jordan, Red Rat and Goofy, uh, Lauren Hill, EPMD and Common. That's all on insane. one stage for free. That's how sick this carnival is. So to finally do something there and DJ was amazing. Um, so yeah, it was cool. it was really fun. And I think the other one you're talking about was the ASAP Rocky one, which is like a warehouse. Yeah, and, it was all inside. Everyone yeah. was crammed on the stage listen, with you and down below. <laughs> <laughs> crazy. That was because you can see. I'm telling people, yo, move back from the laptop or the turntable, oh, yeah. please. You looked <laughs> like you didn't look stressed out, but you looked like focused you know like yeah, yeah that's what you, which had to you do. have to be yeah because that was my first ever boiler room that i did so imagine um oh. my first ever boiler room and then asap rocky is tweeting a flyer or sharing a flyer with my name on it <laughs> i'm like yo like come on this is insane and what was really funny is that um gig was well that boiler room sorry was the one when a lot of other djs were like yo who is this dj where have you been i'm like I've been right here, but you haven't been checking for me. Like, go check your emails. I've emailed you like two years ago. I know. You know, but not everyone sees the vision initially. So it makes sense. You know, we all right. have to like make an impact somehow. Oh, yeah. I mean, I had been DJing for 10 years before I could get any of the kind of breaks that I wanted. It was insane. Like, and people were like, damn, you just kind of came out of nowhere. That mix like, is pretty dope. I thought it was going to be whack. And I'm like, Definitely not out of nowhere. I've been literally emailing you guys and, and calling and coming to every event and like trying to do everything. And I have mixes out. I have whole albums. I have record labels. You know, like I, I started a record label and stopped it, you know, like within yeah, this time. Like it's this been is it. so I know, but that's the way life works yeah. and, and that's the way everything works. And that's 
the same way this like you said in the beginning of the podcast 2020 is is giving birth to all of these crazy different things you know sure. this is the way life happens you know and people are like where was the future beats show it just started and you're like uh yeah i'm actually on episode 255 you know or something. <laughs> yeah and, and that's what's great about that as well um the fact that you can go back to these old episodes and see where my head was and everything else and what's amazing so um we recently did a merch launch for tfbs which is the future beat show and yeah. we sold out in eight minutes and no way it was crazy um to sell out that quick and it i was in shock you can still i think the clip of the twitch stream is still up and uh i was just like wow i can't do the show like what am i going to do and then someone suggested why don't you play episode one of the future beat show and we'll take a listen with you I was like, it's a great idea. So we took so a listen good. and it was amazing because the music still sounds current. And this was six, seven years ago. And what's also incredible is some of the producers on there, a guy called Stu, he's now working with OVO. A guy called Forward Slash is now, he produced um, Bryson Tiller's last project. Wow. And all these people that I was playing six, seven years ago that A&Rs weren't listening to me, they didn't want to listen to it. I'm like, hey, you know, this is what you should be listening to. Exactly. Yeah, so. Like I, I had the ear back then. You guys weren't listening. Yeah, That's, but it's okay. It's okay yeah. because people don't see the vision. And in all fairness, it's just like if a, a brand new DJ came to us now and said, yo, I'm sick. You should listen to me. Even we'd be like, so what have you done? Right. Yeah. So it, it does make sense. Like I do totally understand. But I will be lying if I said to you I wasn't a little bit smug and a little bit like, hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's great. I mean, you sold out in eight minutes. I mean, the yeah. merch is really dope. I love the designs. Thank you. Who, Thank you. So, who do, do you do all that stuff? Uh, so I do some of the stuff that you see in terms, in terms of the artwork, but with the designs for the t-shirt, we actually had someone who I've been a big fan of, a guy called Jay Spay. Um, okay. He's amazing. Um, he, I talked to him a couple of years ago and he said to me, I want to do some stuff for you. Um, definitely. I'm like, okay, when the time is right, 100% will make it happen. And uh, he actually got a job at Nike doing stuff for them. And wow. then because of the lockdown, they couldn't start anything. They were like, look, because of what's going on, we can't bring you in just yet. So we'll take some time and we'll do it. And then I was like, hey, do you want to do some design stuff for me? He was like, yeah, of course, let's do it. So he designed all the, the designs. There's actually another three that I'm doing with him. And uh, and then the front TFBS logo, that was a guy from the UK we got. And the guy who printed him, uh, a guy called Sammy, he's from North Carolina, someone I met on my tour. And uh, again, young, independent, Black-owned business, uh, I had to go with him because a lot of my listeners are based in the US. So it made sense to have someone printing everything in the US to right, do it. Right. You know, and especially with, with what's going on at the moment, I love to support everyone that I can, you know. Um, so yeah, so that's how the merch came about. And uh, it was crazy, yeah, selling out like over 500 and something t-shirts in eight minutes is insane you that's, know absolutely that's crazy. huge yeah i know i'm gonna i'm gonna get one on the next drop i messed oh, up because i saw you promoting it and then i was like i'm gonna go in and then like, it's sold out i'm like oh okay yeah <laughs> everyone was up. saying to me like oh we, we thought we'd get it next week but the idea was to have like a, a capsule collection basically yeah you know? no smart yeah. really smart and, and it's great the designs are great and it shows Thank how you. loyal you're your followers and listeners are and and I mean, how much the music connects everyone i mean it's crazy i'm gonna have to shout out each and every one of them and i'm not gonna say their names because i will forget someone i don't want to upset them but the listeners um over the last six or seven years have given me so much life and energy and switching over to twitch 
just seeing the support is amazing. And I think the other thing that I love as well is going to other DJ streams and seeing the TFBS guys in there as well, supporting. It's such a good feeling. And I'm sure you were on the stream today. You saw how they were, you know, talking in the chat. They're such an amazing group of people. And again, music has brought us together. There's people there that have met because of my show and got married. There's people there that have lost family members. And they've said to me, your show is what has kept me sane. And this all kinds of, I could tell you a million different stories, but it's incredible what, music can do for us and bring us together as a community. And I'm so lucky to have them on there. It's, it's such a wonderful thing. Yeah, no, it's huge. Um, well that, I mean, I think we should skip forward to that then because I had some stuff I was going to ask you, but we can get back to it because you know, we're in the future beats, uh, zone at this point. And, um, (laughs) um, you know, I just want to, um, I wanted to get into that because it's, it's, I've noticed it on Twitch, but I know it has a long history and, um, you know, on SoundCloud alone, you've got over 50,000 plus um, followers for the Future crazy. Beats show, right? Yeah, that's right. And then we have the Future Beats show SoundCloud channel itself, which used to be a record label, um, which just like yourself, you know, sometimes you have to just be like, yeah, this isn't going how I want it to go. Right. Um, and we'll, we'll do something else. So that has something like 30,000 followers, I think. Um so altogether, we're probably around about eighty something thousand. Oh, um, so the Future Beats show has its own page, and you and, yeah, which, and which complexion you, has you post right. all the ones on your own page now. That's right. So the Got Future Beats show soundtrack used to be Future Beats Records, which is Got what it. the record label was, and then due to things, <laughs> we have to change the name and and other things and uh, and do that. So. Um, I have briefly teased this on Twitch, but we are relaunching a record label soon. Um, It's going to be a little bit different to how things were before. Um, I have a big love of video games. I'm a huge gamer. And we've been speaking to some people about getting music into video games. Um, I will put this out there. The dream is to have a station on Grand Theft Auto 6. That's what I'm working really hard towards. Nothing's been confirmed yet, but some emails may or may not have happened. So let's see. Um, that, that sounds perfect. <laughs> but that's the idea is to be able to mix these two things that I'm a big fan of. Um, oh, I think it's huge. That's what that's been really inspirational for me, too, during this time was is learning about the gaming community and all that stuff. And um, it's inspired me as well to like be like, I'm making tons of beats and thinking of ways like how can I get this into the gaming world and almost yeah, help them and, and, and find a way to collaborate. And I was even talking to the people at EVGA and they helped me with my computer and talking right. to them about, you know, just, I don't know, how can we connect these worlds? Cause they're very different, but they have very similar, you know, things uh, going no, that's on. It. So, I mean, yeah. and the crazy thing is, is you'll see DJs on Twitch and, unless you're on the front page and this is no shade or anything at all i'm this is genuinely facts most djs will have between three to five hundred viewers at any one time like i've not really seen many that have blowing up unless they're on the front page obviously and Um, that's that's big that's big viewers i think yeah that's big viewers yeah yeah (laughs) but then you look at gamers like there's a gamer that i know well i don't know him but know of called shroud this guy has sixty thousand people on a regular day I know. You know, and I'm like, yo, guys, there's this whole other world that you haven't experienced yet. Like, oh, it's, it's insane. Two, 300 viewers is amazing because that's imagine 300 people watching. That's amazing. Yeah. But my man has 60,000. <laughs> you know, like, oh, I've learned so much. Just even the, the you people, what about just the just chatting category is the oh, biggest God. one? I mean, they have yeah. people with, 
or the bike messengers. There's thousands of people watching them or they'll have like, you know, but there's people that are just doing political commentary, watching YouTube videos and have 36,000 people watching with 30,000 I mean. subscribers getting like 50 G's a month. You know, it's like, whoa, what's it. going so on here? I've told everyone, look, music isn't as big as you think it is on Twitch. No. Yet. Yes. Yeah. Um, and one of the reasons is, is because a lot of DJs go on Twitch and treat it just like, hey, watch me DJ for two hours and not talk to the chat, not yeah. do anything. I'm like, that's the first thing you have to do is engage with the audience, you know, talk to them and uh, build that kind of connection. And this yeah. is what, um, again, no shots, no shade or nothing, but I've seen DJs of 10, 20,000 Instagram followers who can get 10 people on Twitch. Right. And I'm like, just because you have these followers on Instagram doesn't mean you're going to have those people watching you. And yeah. it's been a wake up call. But again, it's really good because just like you and I discussed earlier, it's how we adapt to this now. You know, right. and some DJs are like, oh, I don't want to start fresh. But I'm like, but why not? You get to right. start fresh and do what you want. Like, why wouldn't you? But then the other problem as well is people will come onto Twitch and just play Drake or whatever. <laughs> Nothing on Drake is a fine young man. He makes great music. But it's like you're here and you get to play whatever you want. And you're playing the stuff you'd play in a bottle service club. Right. Like, dude, play whatever you play soundtracks if you want or whatever you like. You know, these little crates that you have that never get touched, play music from there. Totally. Do something because people will really enjoy that and they'll connect with you. And that's amazing because truthfully, we have Spotify for top 40 music and things yeah. like that. Exactly. So back to being, because you and I, I think we're old enough to remember when DJs were tastemakers. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, that's what, that's what it was for. Like I said, that was one of my major motivations when I first mm -hmm. became a DJ was I just wanted to play, find amazing music and play it for people and then that's talk it. about it with them or listen to it really loud in a room with them or something. That was my whole, yeah. I mean, I feel like that's the basis of, um, for just being human and and happiness is curiosity is discovery all we yes, yeah everyone's yes. like what's the meaning of life like nobody knows but i think that the underlying thing of it is curiosity and discovery when we're young everything is exciting because we're very curious when we're older we're jaded and oh whatever seen that a million times like you yeah. lose that curiosity but the curiosity is the magic underneath Completely. everything and and that's why things like twitch and different things are fun or anything djing it's fun because your music you're discovering this, is, this thing yeah. and it's infinite it's literally infinite music there it yeah. can never stop changing it's never going to end you know so Completely. and it's kind of goes with your show future and uh the, i mean yeah. future beats and space i mean where well, ever expanding infinite you know and the same with music like they go hand no, this in is hand it. yeah i mean we'll, we'll definitely talk about the show but before we continue i just want to make sure that every bottle service dj top 40 dj i'm not saying what you do is bad it's great. We all have to get paid doing what we have to do. There's absolutely course, nothing yeah. wrong with that at no, all. No, I'm in that boat. Um, and, and, yeah, and, so me too. Yeah, yeah. You know, like I, if people knew, so I DJ at brunches right now. Come on, you know, like I'll do like a future beat show where it's like amazing music no one's heard before. And then I'm playing Rihanna the next yeah. day at brunch. We all have to do it. There's nothing wrong with it whatsoever. The point I'm trying to make is you have freedom. So play all the stuff you've always wanted to play, play that experiment with it. If you're yeah. a scratch DJ, show us your routines. You know, I'd love to see people break down scratches and do things like, yeah. it's amazing to see that, you know, it's incredible. I think, I think that, um, 
something that four color Zach said on an earlier show, and he's really good at Twitch and big on Twitch. Agreed. And I think yeah. there's a, a lot of reasons why it is um, try your hardest to be yourself and convey yourself and your own Absolutely. ideas and your own thoughts, even if it's ridiculous. That is, and I think that's something that you um, do and and project as well is is being authentic, being genuine, putting your own idea into the thing and putting it out there. And I think that's what he does with his show and why people yeah. gravitate towards it. And I think with your show, um, like like for example. Um, the first time I heard of your show was Cut Corners from Serato. Uh, said, yeah. these are some people that I think are doing great things on Twitch. And this must have been in April, I think. Okay. And um, he um, put your name, on, your your handle on there. I went sure. and checked it out. And instantly, I was like, okay, I'm a fan. This is dope. <laughs> you know? And it was because like, and this was pre the way you have it now. I watch your show now. But this was... I think the beginnings of it, but okay. it was just like the aesthetic you had, the graphics, the music, yeah. like, you know, your smooth voice that you got, uh, <laughs> your soothing English. That, right? because, <laughs> no, um, but I mean, uh, I, ha I had speech therapy in school because I have a lisp. So I'm really scared of talking uh, in public places and stuff I like that. I never noticed, or I've, I, I've, I've I, never stood yeah, out. It, it really freaks me out. So, again, without, you know, without sounding like I'm bigging myself up the compliment I always get is we like the way you talk. So it's really weird for me because I'm like, I don't believe you because yeah. in my head, I'm still like, you know, this little kid who has a lisp, which is crazy. But the Well, I think you're the way your voice sounds. And then, but also the way you talk to everybody, dude, like you're a, the whole approach to your thing is fun. And like you said, not on a pedestal. That's something I've yeah. done in my career too. Like I'll go to these play, even like I was on tour with Blink-182 and, Amazing. and I'm on stage and doing these crazy things. And I would yeah. always go after my set and I would go in the audience and meet as many people as I could and then help them out. Like if I had three crazy VIP passes to get you yeah. to the very front and you're in the very back <laughs> of the whole venue, that's what I would do. I would go to the back, meet two of the coolest people talk to them for like five minutes be like yo come here i'm gonna get you here you know and just like that's amazing like and they'd be like why are you doing this like <laughs> why are you why even not? talking to us and i'm like i don't want to be you know like same thing i want people to know they can talk to me my dms are open i want to help people with this podcast mm. i'm trying to spread knowledge and positivity and all that stuff and um and so you know you had that vibe too and just it was just inclusive and inspiring and you're you're doing your own thing and you had mm. this um you had somewhat of a cohesive uh full vision in a way and i've seen you like yeah. uh have it go so i think that's something that can be taken from from that right i mean Thank is that you. your your approach <laughs> yeah no i mean for me i've always been fascinated by space like to this day i'm it, it's me and it's sad that i feel like i've been born in a time where i'm not going to travel through space like i know it sounds really weird right but i feel like there's so much to discover and i'm not going to be around to see any of this um, well, who knows? I mean, well, who, well, who knows? The, amount, the amount of stuff that's happened in the past 20 years and then the amount of stuff that's happened in the past 10 months. This is true. No, you no, don't know. Yeah, I take that back. Actually, no, also, Elon right. Musk is around. I mean, he's making yeah, things happen. Yeah, who, I think he's a, um, a, a he seems like an evil movie villain. Yes, uh, definitely. Happen, right? Yes, for sure. Something. Yes. Uh, something. No, it's amazing to me. I've always been so fascinated by it. And the thing was, 
the whole aesthetic about the show was to me it's music you would listen through to if you were floating through space that's been the whole idea and what's great is it makes me it gives me a place to talk about space with people yeah you know and um for me just the idea of just seeing some of these planets these galaxies and just imagining that there are other planets and life forms out there like for me it's crazy is imagine if there's aliens or whatever out there what are they listening to like that's so insane to me you know and there's another thing like imagine there's a planet out there when it rains diamonds sideways like legitimately i'm not even making that up like that's so crazy to me there's another planet whose ozone layer is like different to ours so only red light comes through the ozone layer so all their greenery if they have greenery is red like that to me is just so fascinating like why wouldn't people want to talk about that i know it's not and people this is when people start saying to me are you sure you don't smoke weed i'm like yeah i promise i I will say definitely the music you play with the graphics you have and the the space stuff yes does go hand in hand with smoking a joint or yeah. taking an edible. <laughs> yeah, but it, it's, me, it's sure? even more interesting that you don't. And actually, it's more inspirational <laughs> that you don't. It's like, hey, this is just universal thoughts and it, music it, that just, can connect everyone. Things. Yeah, it's things that I'm a, a big fan of. And in all fairness, it enables me to be my true geeky self yeah. while doing something cool. That, yeah. That's how I see it. you know. And like you said, you know, being inclusive is so important to me because I've been that bullied kid in school. Right. You know, um, I've been there, uh, you know, whether it's because of not having money or the color of my skin or the fact that I read comic books, I've been bullied and I never want that to happen to anyone else. I don't want anyone to go through things like that. And for me, it's this thing where if we can be nice, why wouldn't we be? Right. But at the same time, I also am very real with people. When I talk about, we have bad days. You know, we, when we, we start off the podcast talking about a nervous breakdown that I had, you know, um, I tell <laughs> yeah. you when we, we have our good days, we have our bad days. My life isn't perfect. I'm going through my own things just like everyone else's. Yeah. So please don't think I'm just positive vibes only because that's one of the things I have a problem with. We see that online quite a lot on social media, which is, hey guys, positive vibes only here, good vibes only. I'm like, yeah, but that's not real life. I feel like we have our good days and our bad days, and it's good to be open. If you don't want to talk about it, that's totally fine. But if you do want to talk about it, please do. I mean, the unofficial motto of the show is next week, best week. And that just came up from a friend of mine, uh, my friend Amir. Uh, we would call each other every Sunday at 12.01, as soon as I finished the show, and we just catch up and be like, look, how's your show? Or how's your week been? And we talk about the week, and he talk about his week. And then we'd say, what have you got forward this week? What are you looking forward to? And we yeah. talk about it. And then we just said next week, best week. I said it on the show once, like a year ago as a joke. And then everyone just adopted it. And now that's become our unofficial motto. And I think it's nice because in a way I say like, look, if the last week wasn't great, you now have the opportunity to make this week the best week it could possibly be. And if it's not, that's still totally fine because the next week will still be here. And then yeah. every year we do the next year, best year, obviously, you know, little things like this. And it's just something positive because I feel like we live in a world now sadly where people on social media again they can do whatever they want and i'm not judging because it's your life do what you want but we choose to focus on materialistic things and everything else like it's either numbers or it's this and admittedly i know i have spoken about numbers earlier today whether it's soundcloud or it's the amount of t-shirts we sold but it's not something i choose to focus on i feel like it's a really nice way to tell if what you're doing is good and working but i say to everyone if you have three views on your twitch treat them like you would if you had 300 
You know, right. if you have 10 people turn up at your gig, that's 10 people that will come to your gig. I had one gig. We Out of the 14 dates I did in the US last year, I think we pretty much sold out of 13 of them. One of them, we had 30 people in there. And the people were saying to me, like, oh, I'm really sorry you've come all the way from London. It's not busy. I'm like, what are you talking about? I get to sit down and talk with 30 people that I never would have connected with before. And when I come back next time, we'll have 50. And yeah. then we'll have 60 and then we'll have a hundred and then we'll laugh about, Hey, do you remember when we had 30 people here? Like exactly. to me, that's amazing. So focus on what you're doing. Cause I promise you, you're doing better than you think you're doing. And this I, is all I want to tell people on the show. I love it. I, I think that's true. It's something to keep in mind and, and something to like keep people going, you know, during yeah. when they're starting something new, you know? Um, yeah, this, this is it, you know? So I'm really thankful um, that I have, this kind of community behind me that shares the same kind of values that I do. And, yeah. you know, like I said, we're super open. We have people from all over um, speak so many languages. I remember I have this one Japanese listener and she doesn't actually speak English at all. So the way we communicate is with emojis. And it's such a great thing to do. Um, it's just imagine, you know, someone we've connected with who yeah. we can't even speak the same language, but emojis enable us to have a conversation, which is great. I know. Um, I, I remember go, going to Japan for one of my first or second times and having dinner with a bunch of like music friends and different people out there, yeah. but none of us could speak <laughs> each other's language. And I was like, how do we talk to each other? This is yeah. so awkward. And it, And the only way that ended up working out was like music quotes or like being able to like wow. talk about anything music or anything that yeah. was the only like way and then to be able to like Amazing. smile and nod <laughs> that was our emoji it was real life but but it's yeah. the same thing in a way it would have been easier to like hold up emojis <laughs> and talk yeah. like that but it was, you know, that I totally relate to what you're saying. Yeah, it's amazing. And the great thing is, is this music, um, just to talk a bit about the, sh the show as well, like the history. So if anyone's not familiar, you can kind of see where this is coming from. Um, I would DJ in a place called Nottingham a lot. And this was about two and a half, three hours away from London, each way to drive. Right. So I drive up there, do my gig and come back home. And at the time, it was the only kind of where I can make money because there weren't many gigs available in London for me. Um, so I do this gig and I was driving on the motorway, which I guess you guys call freeway. Yeah. Um, the way up, it'd be fine because friends would be awake. I could catch up with them. But on the way back, everyone would be asleep and I had no one to talk to. And the music would be so loud. My ears would be ringing from, I had a monitor right next to the booth and I'd crank it up and it'd be horrible. So I started listening to orchestral movie scores just to chill you know and just kind of relax because i wouldn't want to listen to anything too loud or too you know that migos were like super big then so you know it was everyone was in the trap sound and yeah. it's great but it just wasn't for me at that time right. so through this um i started listening to loads of what people now call lo-fi um if you're unfamiliar with lo-fi it basically sounds like jay dealer but a lot of people think they've invented a sound when they haven't um i'm just going to put that out there it's existed for a very very long time so stop acting like you invented it because you haven't um but anyway I, I have in my notes, like way far down. Hey, do you want to get into the uh, debate of lo-fi versus beat making? <laughs> I mean, look, to me, lo-fi is great, but I just feel like this is the problem with the internet. A lot of people would do something which has existed before and not do their research and yeah. then be like, we invented something. Like, Bro, you have the internet. Please just go and look. Jokes right. aside, look, to me, lo-fi sounds dope. Beat making is dope. But just please... These guys have been doing it for a very long time. Give love to who started it. That's all I'd say. You know, that, that's all it is. We can all exist. We can all make amazing music. Um, exactly. But still, 
Yeah. That, that's what it is. Like, who, who am I to tell someone something isn't good or something, hey, this guy done it first. It doesn't matter about who done it first. It's about who done it good. It just so happens that the guys who done it first are also really good at what they do. Right. Um, so, and yeah, they I, hate, like, lo-fi was something, I think 25 years ago, you would describe a different kind of music as lo-fi. And it was like yes, before a lot of these kids yes. were born even. That, and so they're like, Thank this you. is lo-fi. And you're like, well, okay, when we were growing up, we had a different lo-fi. We had, yes. Um, because what lo-fi is to people now is just a low-pass filter. And you're like, oh, it's lo-fi. I'm like, no, right. it's not. <laughs> you know, like, I mean, it's, it's what it's it's these minimalish beats that have I don't even like, know, right? A it's low-pass like a- filter, and they have like water running in the background, of birds tweeting, and things like that, and a, and a swing to the drums, right? Um, and it's amazing. It sounds fantastic, but let's not, you know, let's call it a spade a spade, man. Like, you know. Yeah, people have been doing this for a long, long time. So, show love and give gratitude where it's due, but keep doing your thing. Because the the other wonderful thing is, is just to go off topic for one second, is I wish I had things like a MacBook when I was younger, because yeah. you can do so much with it. But I had to book studio time and other things when I was younger to get to make music. Now, anyone who has a MacBook or an iPad or anything can make beats. And yeah. I love it because we're seeing people make music with no restrictions. They're yeah. going into music and not thinking like they haven't discovered what swing on a drum is. So they're right. doing it being like, yo, what is this? And like, you know, I'm doing incredible things. So this is the other side of this whole argument. As much as I'm you know, joking about the whole lo-fi stuff, I love hearing music, which doesn't adhere to the rules that you and I had growing up exactly same thing like sometimes people make the best things that are uneducated or or aren't like the more knowledge can paralyze you like someone that's just like coming off of a blank canvas can create something magical that you never would have because you're thinking too much you know and yes you can judge them and go this part sounds like shit or they copied this or they did this but it's like okay let let everyone progress and evolve at their own this is it you know and this is why i've never produced because growing up who doesn't love primo who doesn't love pete rock you know these people and my sound would just be a ripoff of them so i was like until i find my own sound i'm never going to produce i'm not going to do it because then the neptunes came out and i was like oh god another person to kind of (laughs) you know rip off or copy um so i've never done beat making um just because i'm i'm not brave enough to be able to put my own stuff out there because i feel like I'll be copying someone, emulating someone. So it works. You're right. It works that way as well. It can be too much knowledge can be very paralyzing. Completely, yes. You know? Yeah. Um, so yeah, so I was listening to loads of orchestral scores in these drive backs and I'll be listening to uh, just very sparse, minimal beat music, even things like Mochiba I'd be listening yeah. to. Um, which right. is amazing. You know, imagine driving on a freeway, 5am, sun's coming up, the stars are still out. It's a great thing. And then through these guys, I discovered uh, an artist called Ferris Mueller from Australia who was okay. remixing like Donnell Jones and some other things. I was like, this is super, super dope. And then I came across an artist called Sango, who I'm sure people are familiar with. Oh yeah, a- super dope. Super dope. And then through Sango, I discovered Selection. I was like, wait, yeah. there's a label that does this stuff? This is insane. And then through Selection, I discovered Darker Than Wax, uh, a guy called Taku, uh, Wavy, Samuel Truth, all these amazing people. And at the time, I was doing a hip-hop and R&B show on a local radio station uh, called West Side Radio, um, hence called because it's on the west side of London. Yeah. Um, and I was doing a hip-hop and R&B show in there. And I wanted to bring in this kind of music, but I was thinking, how could I do it? Because it's so different. 
Um, so I did my show and then the last hour I played a bunch of these, what I kind of called future beats. And management were like, yeah, we don't like it. Go back to playing R&B and hip hop. I was like, okay, fine, fine, I will. I did it again the following week. And they were like, dude, you can't keep doing this. I'm like, okay, fine, fine. Did it a third time. And uh, they were like, look, seriously, you're gonna, you know, you're gonna get kicked off if you keep doing this kind of stuff. <laughs> and then what happened was I was recording that section of the show and putting up on SoundCloud. And then the, the numbers started going up. I mean, I think at one point I had 300 plays in a month. And back then that was like, whoa, 300 plays, that's a lot. So I showed them and said, hey guys, look, people do wanna to listen to this kind of music. And they were like, okay, tell you what, you can have the second hour of your show as this. I was like, great. The following week I did two hours. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just You're like, I'm going to show you guys what is Yeah, up. I'm going to okay. show you. Um, and the thing is, I had a good relationship with the management. So it was kind of tongue in cheek, but they were kind of getting a little bit serious, I feel yes. like. Um, and then I remember playing this music in the car and my then girlfriend was like, yeah, no one's going to listen to this. It's too chill. It's, it's like if you're on a beach, I'm like, no, but you don't see what I see. Um, and then I just stuck with it. And uh, initially I started sharing the show on things like Reddit. And there was actually a subreddit called Future Beats. And I remember there was a guy on there, there were a few people. And I'm, I'm allowed to curse on this, right? On the, on the yeah, podcast. Yeah, yeah. Okay, great. Um, I'm, I don't want to, I'm just going to repeat what they said. So I shared the show and the first comment was like, this music is amazing. I wish this fucking idiot would stop talking. And then the second <laughs> yeah. one was like, yeah, this guy sounds like a dickhead. And the third comment was like, yeah, this guy talks too much. And then I responded saying, guys, okay, thanks for the feedback um but you have to understand i'm on a radio station like an fm station i can't go and not talk because i think for them they were probably a little bit younger so the concept of a radio show they didn't understand because they've grown up with podcasts and things like that yeah and so playlists they, and stuff like yeah, that and playlists and everything yeah. why is this guy talking so i tried to explain to them but they were just like yeah this guy talks shit and then one guy he said hey guys i've made a playlist of all the music he's played and here's the playlist and then i remember i dm'd him and i had a re like i had a go at him i was like dude like this is really fucked up i put all this hard work into this and you're just taking this away and you know demeaning what i'm trying to do and um i was like you know what screw these guys i'm gonna keep going because at that point i started hitting around about a thousand plays per episode so for me that was a big deal yeah and, and like, if someone's I making a playlist of it even if they're mad at you or whatever yeah. saying bad things you're doing the right thing exactly know? yeah this is it and um i then went back like a couple of years later and the guy who wrote those comments deleted everything the, the, so the, the pose is still there um and i'm sure this person listens to the show i'm sure he does yeah um but it's it's fine it's cool and uh yeah i just stuck with it because for me i was getting i'm not sure if you've been the same or other djs are the same we have a tendency sometimes to go on autopilot when we're DJing way too much, um, yes. especially people that hold down these uh, bottle service clubs week in, week out. We yeah. have a, we have a autopilot mode and we're just like, right, 30 seconds of this, 45 seconds, bottle show, a minute of this, and it's the routine. There's nothing wrong with that. We all do it because yeah. it's something that we can do it with our eyes closed. The thing for me was I really wanted to break away from that because i was doing the bottle service stuff at the time as well you know getting tipped loads of money and doing all these amazing clubs but i wasn't feeling fulfilled and this is the point when i really wanted to i wouldn't say give up djing but i wanted to do something different so for me i was like you know what i'll do i'll get a part-time job and i'll focus on this music and i'll see what can happen um luckily i managed to still dj um at my bottle service clubs and do this on the side and then as time went on the future beat stuff started like, getting me gigs started getting me placements and uh managed to do a few more international gigs from it 
And uh, yeah, it, it got to a point where I could do both and it was okay. Um, but until recently, I've never actually got paid from doing the Future Beat show ever until I started doing Twitch. So for six and a half years, I did it out of my own pocket and, you know, just because I had love for the music. Right. And, and it, could lead, it led to gigs and oh, building the it brand. Has, it has led to but, amazing But things. exactly. Like on Twitch, you can actually make money directly from the show yeah, and then and sell the merch and all that stuff yeah so that's great so yeah through the future beat show um and the boarded room placements um i i was a tour dj for little sims um who's an amazing rapper we yeah did some she's, amazing she's, she's incredible re- she's incredible yeah. i agree yeah. and um we were does, she, does she do stuff with salt or no oh maybe maybe recently i'm I not don't sure know. Yeah, i thought i heard recently. that but i wasn't sure no, maybe she might be doing. She's in that kind of scene, isn't she? So it makes complete sense. Um, yeah, I mean, really good. Her stuff's super dope. I love it. Yeah, so DJ with her. We did a Schoolboy Q tour together, which was amazing. Oh, and wow. then I started DJing for a guy called Bonkers, uh, a young up and coming grime artist. Um, and that was insane. We did our first gig together. Get this was Glastonbury. Oh wow! Yeah, imagine that first gig together, and we had Glastonbury of all places. That's um, so huge. We, we did some amazing things together. Um, we actually DJ. Well, we performed at a venue called Village Underground, amazing venue. It was a show by these uh, this group called Six Seven, uh, grime group, I think from South London. And um, I remember we finished DJing. I was on the, uh, at the side. I see a guy walk past me, um, and I'm like, "Oh, this guy looks really familiar." And then I'm like, "Where have I seen this guy before?" And you're never going to guess in a million years who it is. Like, I could sit here and say to you, you wouldn't guess. It was Drake. Oh, wow. <laughs> Drake just walks past me. I'm like, oh, my God. So Drake did a surprise performance. And then straight after, he took a picture with Bonkers and put it on his Instagram. And you know, like, that's a huge deal. Huge. Um, so, you know, uh, Bonkers and I had done so many corporate gigs. We had done fashion gigs. We toured all over. It was amazing. And I remember saying this is it. This Drake cosign is going to take us to the next level. Now you can already tell with how I'm talking and what I'm saying, there's going to be a down in a minute. Um, yeah, because I don't even think I've heard his stuff before. The, yeah, exactly. There you go. So what happened was, I remember I just got an email from the manager saying, we're going to do four dates with Chase and Status. Uh, we're going on tour with them. Right. Uh, if you're unfamiliar they're, with Chase They're like State, a drum and bass. Drum right? and bass guys, but they also do a lot of grime stuff and they're amazing, like insane. Yeah, so, they're so good. So, tour with them and we're like well this is drake co-signed chase and status tour incredible then what happened was um bonkers when he was younger wasn't a very nice chap and i guess that's all i'm gonna say on that note um and everything had come out because he was like getting famous so i literally took three days off of twitter and i get messages on my on the third day saying have you heard i'm like what like, it's all over Twitter. I'm like, what are you talking about? And then I go online, I'm seeing all these things happening. And it's just like, wow, what's, what's happening? Because what I just remember now, actually, what happened, what was crazy, we DJed in Australia together uh, with Skepta. But what happened was I was doing an Asia tour. So I was the plan was to meet them in Australia. Right. But he couldn't make it to Australia because he couldn't get a visa. I couldn't understand why. Now it made sense. Yeah. What happened, you know, so it, it all kind of made sense. So yeah, something from his past had come out and completely derailed everything. Damn, um, that's crazy. So that was one of those moments where you're like, this is, I, look, yeah, I'm a tour DJ, but this is insane. Like this is going to be incredible for the next God knows how many couple of years. So that really messed things up a lot. Um, but then the show was there, kept me going. And then after that, um, 
funny enough, when I was DJing for Bonkers, someone that I've known through a friend, he said to me, hey, I'm working with this new artist. Can I bring her to this gig you're doing? Because you want to meet her, want her to meet some industry people. Yeah, of course, by all means, bring her through. He brought her through and every single person ignored them or was rude to them or didn't want to talk to them. We have a saying in London called par. They all got parred. Like that just means like you got ignored straight up. Um, no one was really talking to them. And I was like, guys, I'm really sorry. Um, you know, uh, I'm sure we can arrange some other things and whatever else. And they were like, no, it's cool. It's fine. Don't worry. It's all good. This girl was Georgia Smith. Oh my God. <laughs> That's nuts. So she, you can, she's unbelievable. And now she's blown up so much. It's crazy, right? So imagine when, so what happened was uh, her manager, who the guy that I know, he sent me a track saying, hey, cause he's a hip hop head. Like he's like, you know, he could go toe to toe with the best of them. Right. And he was like, I really want scratching on her song. I was like, yeah, we can make this happen. No problem. So he sent me the track through. Um, I had uh, an old Technics 1210, a Vestax 05 Pro mixer, and an old 21-inch iMac. And I sat there and I did the scratches on the track and I sent it back to them. And they were like, yeah, cool. This is dope. Let's make it happen. And I remember when the track came out, um, they were on SoundCloud. And at the point, I think at the time, sorry, I had something like 31, 32,000 followers. So I was like, hey, I'll do you a favor. I'll repost your song for you, thinking it's going to give them like all kinds of plays and whatever. Right. I wake up the next day, Spider, I'm not even joking. I wake up the next day, it's on like 200,000 or something. Skrillex has reposted it. Diplo's reposted it. They're all talking about it. And I'm oh like, God. well, but for five seconds, I thought it was me that had that effect. <laughs> You're like, that's right. I'm about to start charging people. <laughs> that's the this. complexion effect. That's what happens. And then everyone's <laughs> talking about it. And I was like, yo, this is crazy. And then when they put the video out, they couldn't clear the sample on the scratch. So the scratching oh. wasn't on the track. And if you look at the comments in the video, you still see it. People will be like, where's the scratching? It's the best part. It's not the best part of the song, but someone said it's the best part of the song. So I will always quote that person. <laughs> yes, that, that's um, who you believe. Yeah, that's who I believe. And um, I was like, oh man, oh, again, and the reason I'm telling you these stories, it's because it's always that so close, but getting derailed last minute, you know, that, and that's the life of a DJ. This is what happens. So yeah, luckily, exactly. in the end, when Georgia just got huge, um, yeah, it, it um, it worked out and they managed to clear the samples and I've DJed for Georgia on tour, which is great. So I was her tour DJ for a little while. And now when she performs the song, everyone always messages me and they're like, man, why didn't she have you live doing the scratches? I'm like, yeah, I would love to do that. But I think she went from having money for one DJ to having money for the band. I know who you're going to have uh, a yeah. DJ or a band. I know what's, what it's going to make more sense. Um, but yeah. And a yeah. couple of months ago, I received the gold record for the scratches on Georgia Smith. So that to me is something that I never in a million years thought would happen. And it's crazy to see that this is what's happened from my bedroom using old equipment has enabled me to have this. Um, so again, I tell everyone, please don't worry about what equipment you have, how much money you have or anything it can literally be one thing will lead on to countless things. You know, you never know what's going to happen. Exactly. And you can think that one thing is going to be, like you said, your big break yeah. and it's yeah. not. So <laughs> don't get too hyped on, on things being bad or good because oh, yeah. nothing, it, it, nothing is permanent. It's always going to change and nothing's ever going to be exactly how you predict. So this is it. So I have a good friend uh, called Khalil who uh, lives in New York at the moment. He's from London. And he, along with some other DJs, hosts a party called Living Proof. Amazing party. When you're in London, you have to come through Spider. Like, it's such oh, a good party. I'd love it's like, to. It's just a giant warehouse party. It's insane. Um, so 
he and I would always talk about flying because we, we I, I guess we wouldn't have a fear of flying, but we were anxious flyers. Yeah. And uh, he saw someone and this person said to him, you have to think of flying as a wave. Like you're just on a wave, ups and downs. You know, that's all it is. So for me, I took what he said and applied it to life, which is there's going to be times in life when we're right at the top of the wave and we're like, this is amazing. And then we times we're at the bottom. Now, yeah. the way to deal with things is when you're at the top of the wave, enjoy the views, but just know that they could be short term and just right. enjoy everything. And then when you go down to the bottom, just know that you can get back to the top. You have to swim a little bit harder but you can get back there. And I know some people are yeah. rolling their eyes and being like, oh, this new age self-help stuff. But listen, guys, I promise you, it's helped me out so much. Just telling myself. No, it's true. It's all cyclical. It's all going to go in a cycle and up and down. And you've never seen a wave crash and never come back up. You know, like, so I think it's a good analogy. Yeah. Um, this is why I share a lot of my downs on social media as well, because with social media, the way I look at Instagram, for example, is that it's a highlight reel of our lives. And yeah. imagine, you know, like you see any athlete, if they only share the highlight reel, you're going to be like, this is the best athlete in the world. I mean, mm -hmm. some cases like Michael Jordan, you could kind of say, yeah, it's his life is a highlight reel, you know, pretty much. But yeah, there's people that have missed game-winning shots. There's people that have been injured and other things, but we don't really see that too much. So yeah. with Instagram, with a lot of people, they just want to show their best side. And then we sit there and compare ourselves and we're like, wow, this guy's doing this gig. He's got this many plays or she's done this and he's done that. And it can make us challenge our self-worth. And that's not good. We shouldn't do that. So I, again, going back to being relatable, I talk about my L's as much as I can because from every L, there's always a lesson to be learned. Um, yeah. You know, there is. And I, I know I agree. And the surfing thing, I mean, the uh, wave thing makes sense because I've always said that. Like, I feel mm. like I'm surfing. Like my DJ yeah. career... I feel like I'm surfing because I'm constantly like, I'm on this wave and it's a big wave. And then, oh, yeah. I'm on this and I have to catch the new wave. And like, and same this thing, I've always said that. Oh, I'm, I'm on my space. I'm on this, I'm on that. It's yeah. constantly, it's like the ocean. It's like waves. And you can get off and go to the beach if you want and go somewhere else. I, and that's totally uh, fine. It's you totally know, but, 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 but it's good to remember, like you said, there's ups and downs and, and yeah. none of it will be forever, even the worst thing ever. This is it. I mean, right now, we talk about any of our worst ever times in life. And look where we are now. Like, yeah. I'm not saying we're better off, but hey, we're here, we're surviving, we're, have, you know, we're making a difference. And that's the most important thing. I mean, honestly, losing my dad and within two years, using my younger brother, who was nine years old at the time, that really would mess up a lot of people. And I know I still bear scars of that experience, but I'm here and, I'm, and I tell people, although our pain is different, I can get through this and I know you can too. You know, exactly. you can. And I, that, that's yeah. huge. Yeah. I think that and exactly. And using those, those big, powerful examples yes. in your life. Exactly. If you know, you can get through it. Everybody can get through it. And, um, yeah, but then again, I mean, that's not saying that someone's pain isn't important because we all handle pain differently. Of course. Someone losing a pet would be super hurt if that was their everything. And I fully get that. So yeah. I'm not saying each pain is, you know, different in that sense. We all deal with pain ourselves. But the example I give is I made it through a very, very bad patch in my life. And although it might not seem like it right now, you can get through it. Like you can. And with DJing, like we said, you know, um, we're by ourselves a lot. It's very lonely. And, you know, just like you said, going from something huge to something really small, mentally, that's really difficult to deal with sometimes. Yeah. Um, and we need to take time out and just, you know, think about, how can I say it? Um, 
just know that it's it's worth it and it's what we want. But also, if you do feel overwhelmed or anxious, that's okay too. We, we all, you know, the biggest, I mean, craze is, again, someone who's very open and talks about yeah. his anxiety. And this For is sure. craze, craze, arguably one of the most technically gifted and best DJs on this planet. You know, he's yeah. insane. And if he has anxiety, hey, come on, we can all, you know, we can deal with it and get through it and speak about it. No, I agree. Same here. Me all the time. I'm, that's something I'm I'm dealing with, you know. Hmm. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's uh, I, I, I totally think all of your advice is good and helpful yeah. for people that are open to it. Sorry to go heavy on the podcast. Everyone who's listening. No, I'm sure I love it. No, that's what we do here. Music, you, know? you know, I mean, hopefully it can help some people out there and they can relate and and it doesn't that's matter. Who yeah, you I just are. heard one person listens to this and it's like, yeah, I feel like that too, you know? And yeah, I mean, I, I felt the same spiders opening. So we've, we've all felt the same when we've been through yeah. it. So please don't think you're by yourself. And if you have no one to talk to, you don't feel comfortable. My DMs are open. I'm very easy to contact. Feel free to reach out. I mean, I always encourage people to do it because it's something we should be doing and we should be speaking about. And again, just to go on a bit more of a serious note, even in the UK, the biggest cause of death for men under 45 is suicide due to mental health. So wow. I encourage everyone, please, if you're going through things, talk to someone, if you have someone to talk to. If you don't, my DMs are open all the time. My emails are there. Please feel free to reach out because, you know, as men growing up, you know, from, especially from our generation, it's always like, yo, men, we're tough. You know, right. this is, and yo, it's okay. You know, if you're not feeling yourself, it's totally fine. So please feel free to talk to people and, you know, you got this. I, I agree. It's it's hard. And like you said, you don't everybody wants to put their best stuff online. And when you talk to each other and even during these past seven months, like whenever anyone writes, how are you? It's like the most loaded question. You're like, how do I reply? Um, OK, well, I could tell them the truth or you know I could my, give reply <laughs> my, my reply is always um, I could be better, but I'm doing OK. That's good. But that's it. Because it's kind of like, yeah, it's cool. I'm OK, you know. Yeah, exactly. Could yeah, that that's a good way to put it. Because yeah, yeah. there's you know we're all going through so much, but it is okay to talk about it. Um, it's always yeah, but it's, it's okay. hard. It's hard to push through and and get yourself to talk about it and find the right people to talk about the stuff with. You know, of course, of course. But hey, look, man, I'm a good listener, and as you can probably tell on this podcast, I like to talk as well. So sometimes, just uh, yeah, if you need someone to reach out to, and I'm not this is isn't just hyperbole and stuff. Like genuinely, please feel free to reach out. I'm sure I can either help you or direct you to someone that can. So yeah, feel free to open up and talk. You know, we should be doing that anyway. Exactly. That's what I tell people every week on here. Like hit me mm. up in my DMs. I'm happy to talk to anybody. And they do all the time. I talk to so yeah. many people and they're like, thanks Amazing. for responding. I'm like, yeah, what am I? I? <laughs> I'm chilling in my house right now for seven yeah. months. <laughs> but also <laughs> yeah. I'm happy to connect and help out and, and you know, do spread whatever knowledge it, I've accumulated yeah, over time exactly. that could potentially help you. Cause I know then if I help someone, they're going to help someone else and it's all going to The other thing as well is um, my dad passed away in 96 and people still to this day talk about him because he was helping out the community and did so many things. So for me, it's about leaving a legacy behind. Right. And yeah. the way we talk about people, like, look at DJ swing. He's been gone since I want to say the early two thousands yet today. I'm hoping someone will be like, let me check out what DJ swing did. And I'm keeping his memory alive by talking about him because of the effect he had. And that's what people will do with you. When you're long gone in a hundred years, by you're gonna have a long life. I promise you. But Thank when you. you're long gone, people will still listen to this podcast. They'll listen to your music. They'll listen to everything else. And what you're doing is leaving behind 
information that will help people for generations to come. And that's the most wonderful thing about doing interviews and podcasts and things is we get to leave a virtual part of ourselves. Like imagine in a time when you and I are both not here, someone could be listening to this podcast. Right. And it's that's crazy. crazy. I know, I know. And even just all this time of doing the podcast, it's about, I think we're at the one year point right now. Amazing. And, uh, you know, I want to go back and almost take some of the gems that I've learned from it that could help other people and, and condense it into two different, not like lessons, but just uh, points, you know. Mindle idea. Put a book out, my man. You need to do it. You know, I've had that thought a lot because yeah, um, there's that podcast, How I Built This, and yes, yeah. uh, it's great. great podcast. And great podcast. they, they um, Guy Raz, the host, wrote a book. I just bought it, and I just started getting into it. And okay. it made me think, you could apply this to DJing. You know, like of course. that anyone that's into music and DJing, um, in the same way, this, um, our, this podcast is doing that. So we could take pieces of that and almost put it into a, a book or some sort of presentation that, that could help people, you know, and, and this is it, you know. So, yeah, I, I, I had that thought a few weeks ago. So it's yeah, funny please you said it. Do it. Okay, so now I'm going to be checking up on you now because I've got your DMs and everything now. So, your email's <laughs> gonna be that. so I'm going to be messaging you every week. Like, yo, how's the book coming along? <laughs> That's another thing for me to do. But I do, it's in my notes of my, I've been writing down all these ideas for the book. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I think- there's, um, Sorry, go ahead. Yeah. No, no. I, I was just saying, I think it's a good idea. No, go ahead. No, it's great. I mean, there's um, uh, an Instagram account I follow called Accidentally Wes Anderson. I don't know if you've seen it or not, but it's no, incredible. So it's people who take pictures of things that look like they belong in a Wes Anderson movie. Yes. And it's so good. And they recently put out a book. So um, good. With pictures from there. And to me, that's insane. Imagine something that started off really small. And they're like, hey, this looks like it belongs in this movie. And then growing to a huge account to now having a physical manifestation of it. It's incredible, you know, so again, these ideas you have, you know, whenever, jokes aside, I know you have so much on your plate, but when you can, it'd be great to do something else and store this kind of knowledge and everything, you know, because it's important. We're not, we're not just people who play music. We come with so much knowledge, experience, life stories, everything else, you know, and each person has their own version of something. Just like I tell everyone, um, a lot of people say to me, are you not worried about people buying what you're doing? Because I've seen people buy at my show and things like that. I'm like, no, because give us the same records and I will mix them differently and I'll play them differently just like right. you will. Yeah. That's why I'm happy to tell everyone what, what I've played or anything. Yeah, exactly. And even with this beat source thing, like I want to make playlists that I'm like, yo, I just, this is my exact set. You can yeah. go do it yourself and try to yeah. recreate it the same way I tried to do what DJ Premier did. And you tried to do what <laughs> Funk yeah. Master Flex did. There's only, that's how you learn. You know what I mean? So this yes, if yeah. you go pretend to be me and take my name and my logo, and try to do everything, <laughs> that's bad. But yeah. I'm happy to share the music and share the knowledge and, and, help push things forward um, yeah of course and that's that's you know. all we can do man it's just you know make sure the next generation uh are taking care of it and they push everything forward that's yeah. the most important thing yeah and help each other and stuff I, and that's i think that that is a nice segue back into talking about how your show the future beats show mm. you built it up on the side like you said you were doing yes. bottle service clubs you were sick of it you know the music in a way and in a way i understand yeah. and i think a lot of the people understand what you're sure. saying you know and um you got your part-time job you're focusing on the future beats show all this stuff oh, but, but thing, i didn't i didn't get the part-time job in oh, the end you didn't okay you no, kept no, djing the, yeah i just kept djing but then what i did was i reduced some of the bottle service stuff and started doing kind of 
so we have a place in London called Shoreditch. I don't know if you're familiar or not. It's I've kind heard of, like, of it, but I don't know. I yeah, it's kind it. of like the arty kind of creative kind of area. Okay, and so like I, a Brook, Brooklyn or Silver Williamsburg. Lake. Williamsburg. Okay, Williamsburg. Williamsburg. So what Got will it. happen is you get these gentrified promoters coming in saying, hey, we're doing like a hip hop night Got and things it. like this. And the, the money was less, but it was a lot more fun. So uh, I started... Yeah. I started doing things like that just to nice. stay, stay creative, do things and still be able to do what I wanted to do. Right. And so, but, but at the same time you were, you were doing it for the passion. You weren't making yes. money off of it. Yeah. And, um, and then all this stuff happens. COVID we're in our house. You <laughs> start going on Twitch, which is a video gaming platform yeah, that so everyone's telling people to do music on, you know what I mean? And you were one of the first people to be on there, but how did Twitch change your show? Um, did it did it change your show? Did Twitch change yeah, your show at so, all? Yeah, um, so just going back, so I have a very good friend of mine, a guy called Mackie, who is like, how can I, he's like my tech guy. He's okay. someone I'd say, how do I do this? And he'll be like, give me two days. And he learns and he'll be like, here you go, I've done it for you. And oh, wow. he's, he's been incredible. He's a, a, a gamer friend of mine. And he's been saying to me for three or four years, you need to go on Twitch. You need to have a Discord. And I was like, I don't know if it would work. I don't know if people will come on there. And right. also with Twitch, with the gaming side, there can be a lot of toxicity in there as well. Um, it, yes, you know, I've read about that. The funny thing is my experience with Twitch has been, you know, overwhelmingly, yes. for the most part, positive. I've seen sure. some negative things in there. And then I've also read about and seen it in the gamer community. But in the music mm -hmm. world, it's been like surprisingly positive actually yeah exactly but then that was the thing that worried me was like i don't want to deal with all this negativity and toxicity that comes through with this so yeah. i said no i don't want to do it then what happened was um when covid happened i couldn't get down to the radio station because the oh. studio was closed yeah so i started doing a live stream on instagram and i was streaming um and for the longest time i actually had the little adapter to plug a line into so i've had that already um right. so i was streaming on instagram and I couldn't get the phone to sit just right. So initially <laughs> it was literally like my hands and that was kind of it. Uh, and just like the controller. And then I started getting a complicated phone holder and I've pointed the phone at my TV screen and I had like space visuals yeah. on the TV screen. And that was the only way I could do it to make it a little bit different. So I had that. And then I remember this so many times I was on Instagram and I pulled the cable and the phone would fall off. And it would be on the phone. And you, and you see me reaching over, you know, with my hand and my phone, grabbing the phone. And, on Twitch. Oh no, this is on Instagram, sorry. Oh, okay. Because yeah, I saw Instagram. that happen to you on Twitch one time or something. you were like <laughs> crying laughing after it happened or something. Oh, but. that's because I had these webcams and I've used sticky tap to put them on the wall. Okay, that's everyone, what it was. Because I saw it like it was going... <laughs> I said, that slowly fell off. Let's time how long it takes. <laughs> to, to yeah, to that was that was pretty entertaining. <laughs> and then, um, yeah, so that was Instagram. And then what happened was, um, if your phone is facing the screen, you can't see the chat. So yeah, you can't do anything that way. So it became right. really difficult. I never had a microphone at the time, so I was using my headphones. So it sounded yeah. like I was like a, a you know on an airplane. <laughs> and initially, it was kind of cool. We used to have like 20, 30 people, and it became like a Q and A in a way. Because a lot of the times the people, they never had a connection with me because a lot of the time they would listen back to the SoundCloud show in their spare time. Yeah. So it wasn't like a live experience. So we did that. And then my friend was like, look, stop doing this. Just go to Twitch. Just trust me, go to Twitch. Yeah. I was like, okay, fine, we'll do Twitch. And then um, I said to everyone on Instagram, like, hey guys, we're going to start on Twitch. 
They're like, what's a Twitch? No, like, trust me, it's amazing. Come over. And then, uh, yeah, it just started going on Twitch relatively early. Luckily, having Mackie and my friend Amir, uh, Mackie is a tech guy, Amir yeah. is a sound engineer. They said, get this mic, get this sound card, get this, get this. And we had it running and it was amazing. So initially it was super fun because you could see the chat going at the same time. You could have amazing visuals. Uh, you know, you could have the gifts coming up and stuff. Um, as you've probably seen from some of my Twitch streams, um, I have the Future Beat Show where I'm very talking a bit slowly. My voice is a couple of octaves lower, you know, and then I'm a goofball as well, man. We have things where like I have a twerking Thanos on my screen and, and stuff and things like that, you know, so I like to showcase both sides. And I love it. I mean, just, we got to tell people about that because <laughs> that was one of the most creative things I've seen. Like, all the, like you said, all these DJs are like, I don't understand what's a hype train. What's bits, what's subs. And I'm like, okay, well you're, you, you need to learn if you want to do this. Yeah. But I saw you doing this thing where you would have Captain America, Spider-Man, Thanos, all these guys come on, do these like twerking dances and like Fortnite type of dances. But you were like telling the the chat, like, yo, throw your bits, like it was a strip club. And people were going crazy, like throwing money. And it's real money. Like the bits yeah. are real money. So I'm so, like, he this guy's yeah. a genius. He's so he's crazy. has so, Thanos twerking for real money that he's actually putting in his bank account. This is hilarious. So it's so funny, right? Because for me, I've always wanted to do things a little bit different. It's been my thing. You know, like if for example, I if a movie is doing great. I, yeah. like, I am watching that because it's too everyone talks about it <laughs> right, i'm gonna right. watch the thing that no one's watching so for me it was like what can i do that's a bit different like i said i am a comic book geek i still read comic books to this day and you know the fact that pop culture is now marvel is amazing to me yeah. so the fact that now you name check thanos when i was a kid i get punched in the face for talking about thanos <laughs> you know and now people know about me it's amazing so the whole idea was what's the complete opposite of the future beat show which was a strip club in Mars or on Mars or on Venus or whatever. And I've got Spider-Man and all these people. So the whole idea was that they were strippers at this club and people would, the reason I made it $1 was because that's what strip clubs have. And everyone can kind of afford a dollar. Like you can, yeah. you know, most right. people can. So you can still get in with the funds. So the idea was, yo, you throw your dollars and Captain America would start and then Spidey would come out and then Thanos would come out. And then Hulk is the one that everybody waits for because Hulk does this incredible four-minute routine. Um, so uh, he was like the big money dancer. So we have like a little bar at the bottom. And once he gets to a certain point, like a 75 pounds, Hulk would come out. And the great thing was 90% of the money we donate to charity. Oh, so, really? Yeah, because, Amazing. I mean, I'm very lucky that, um, you know, I've been able to save money through DJing and other yeah. things. I'm a sneakerhead. I buy and sell sneakers as well. So I'm okay, you know, and for me, um, one thing that we really realized during the pandemic was so many people were struggling a lot. Yeah. And especially where I live, they had food banks near where I live and other things. So we gave money to food banks. We gave um, money to animal charities and other things. So this was another way of just saying, guys, your money's going to a great place. You know, right. that's where it's going. So for me, I was like, if you can subscribe to me, that's enough for me. Because I said, use your, your Amazon sub on me. And the rest of the money, don't give me money, don't give me bits. Or if you do, it's going to go to charity. And we gave money to charity. And the great thing was, we'd always say, it's from the TFBS astronauts, which is what the crew kind of call themselves. Right. And then we have listeners, um, some people, there's a, a young girl who's a teacher. And she was like, hey guys, I'm raising money to buy books for kids over summer. We were like, here's $150. And she reached the target straight away. Um, so we were doing things like that and we said, Hey, if you are having a tough time at the moment, 
let us know, let, send me a private message and we'll send you money. We'll pay off some of your bills. We'll do something because for me, looking after the community is so important. And some people yeah. aren't lucky enough. Some people are living paycheck to paycheck. And hey, if I can play music in my bedroom and make money, like that's incredible. And why wouldn't I want to give back to people? And that's what we've done. We've helped food banks, animal charities, local schools. And I think we've done a total of, I think when I last checked, 18,000 pounds charity over wow. the last seven months. Yeah, it's been amazing to, to be able to do that. And for me, it's so funny that like a twerking Thanos will, will this is where it came from. So for me, doing something which I, I love and making it into what it is, is incredible. Because the other thing, the other downside I have, and I'm sure some DJs can agree with me on this or see where I'm coming from, is if you listen to the Future Beat show, I don't really show off any of my technical skills. Like, right. I'm not, I'm not like the best DJ, but I can cut a little bit. I can juggle a little bit. And you can't really do that with the music I play on the Future Beat show. So people wouldn't book me or they'd be like, if you book you, that's great. But how, what can we do? And it wasn't until my boiler room, people were like, oh shit, he can actually DJ DJ. Right. I was like, yeah, I can. So with the, uh, we call it make it rain, with the make it rain show, I get to play with this ratchet shit and right. juggle and scratch and have fun with it. And then people can be like, oh, he can actually DJ, which is great as well. So I'm like, hey, I, I, do, both, I do both things. Well, I th that's how I learned all about you within one week because Cut Corners, like, check this show out. I check it out. It's the more yeah. lo-fi, chill one. I'm like, this yeah. is super dope. And then all of a sudden you pop up you know, on my Friday <laughs> and I'm like, what the hell is he doing? <laughs> yeah. And then I'm like, this is amazing. And I'm like, Andy's playing like Tyga and Drake. Yeah. But yeah. but I heard you cut. You were, you were good. I mean, you're Thank really you. good. Thank you. And like Thank you. you were scratching and mixing it. I mean, you were like, I was like, this would kill it in a club if he was doing it there. But I can see yeah. what he's doing. I instantly felt the entire idea <laughs> and the way you executed it. I'm like, this is, I love this so much. Yeah, and, and then I got to check yeah. you out a couple of days later again when you're, and you're playing the the more chill and yeah, yeah. I guess I don't know what you call it or you know SoundCloud type tracks. I, I, just, or call, I just call it future beats. I mean that's like my all encompassing term. I mean for me it sounds like stuff from the future. Yeah. And a lot of these in instruments as well, instrumental. Sorry, so it kind of makes sense. You know, yeah. According to yeah. that. Um, I, and yeah. And and that's yeah. it. And that's both sides of my DJing. I get to showcase it on Twitch, which is really fun. And we've done things like a guest a sample. We've done themed shows. I've done like an all Just Blaze show, playing original samples and new stuff. Same with Kanye. Um, and uh, we've done like an all Atlanta show. We're doing a Dark Child show this Wednesday, I think, which oh. is going to be really fun. Yeah, because Dark Child has got hits and people don't realize. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so we just experiment and do things which to DJs is very obvious and really normal. However, the people that watch us and listen to us they might not experience these kind of things. They might not be from this, you know, they, they, they might not be used to that stuff. So, uh, yeah, yeah, I agree. Again, it's just things that we might be like, oh, what, a Just Blaze show? Okay, that's original. But not everyone has heard an old Just Blaze show with samples and things. Not people have heard that, you know. And especially, you know, you and I, I'm sure we have studio stories for days because I used to read The Source, Double XL, Scratch Magazine. So all these stories that I get to talk about on stream as well, it's educating people. And yeah. what more can I do than someone who enjoys hip hop and loves hip hop? You know, um, it's, it's something that I really love and I'm a huge fan of, and this is a way of sh sharing knowledge to other people. So I'm not taking advantage of and making money from it without giving back. Yes, yes, totally. No, your show, I mean, obviously gives a lot back and more than I even realized. I didn't know that the Friday thing was for charity. That makes it even yeah. better.
Yeah, it's, it's just crazy because I feel like, you know, when we give like money to food banks, we're like, hey, I don't think you want to know where this money came from. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Came from a digital strip club of Thanos. I mean, so good. Like, and it's just I, funny, like, like someone said to me as well, like, where are the women? I'm like, hey, you see women in strip club all the time. Why wouldn't you want to see Spider-Man twerk and dance and Thanos and Hulk and Captain America, you know? Yeah. And people are like, yeah, I get it. You know, <laughs> it's just, it's just fun. Cause I'm like, dude. And some people I'm like, look, it's, it's a, it's a twerking Spider-Man. Like just have fun, man. Seriously, please. Exactly. You know? And is it really even, is there a real gender at that point? Like, yeah, well, that's the thing. Like a, a lot of the people have made, are saying that it's Spider-Man is, uh, it's a feminine character. Like it's very feminine. The way he moves and stuff. I'm like, Hey guys, have you not seen 80s Vogue? Like the gay dudes were killing it with the 80s Vogue stuff. Yeah. You know? like, and that's what Spidey's doing 80s Vogue and twerking. So like, it could be anyone, like it doesn't no. matter. We, gotta yeah, have, we need it, we need some non-binary superheroes to yeah i mean well here's the thing right for me um i always i i if i have someone shouting wanting a shout out i always refer as they or them because i don't want to assume and for me again being inclusive is very important because for a lot of young people especially now coming out is very difficult and yeah. you know, it comes with a lot of baggage and a lot of pain and yes. i never want to be someone that can bring that onto them so i'm super inclusive and for me, I don't see the big deal with people complaining about things. I'm like, dude, like, I'm sure we all like to be called a certain thing or whatever it is. So just just be open, man. That's it. Exactly. And I, I think it's new to people, uh, that, yes. that side of things, you know, the non-binary and calling someone they, them, yes. and not, not being able to associate it with a, a man or woman or this uh thing that's so yeah, yeah. stuck you know uh, they yeah. can't get it out of their head so it's confusing and i understand but um same i think you know we're, we're in a time of being open in all things what is the point of not being open you know this so. is it and just just being nice to people that i mean that's ultimately what i want to take people to take away from this podcast man just be nice have some empathy yeah and that's the most and i promise you life will be so much better <laughs> that's that's I, I promise you too. And that actually <laughs> leads into something I want to talk about, which is connected to the Future Beats show and okay. your Twitch channel is um, something I want to learn more about just selfishly, but I think would help a lot of the listeners and everybody. And I'm not sure how much you know, but is to talk about Discord. Um, ah, okay. And um, this is something that I've learned about through Twitch and I'm still learning about. Um, it sure. just, it really seems like the future and the a way to, con I know it's been around for a while, but I think that seeing how things are panning out with Facebook, Twitter, mm -hmm. all of these things that are very open and then seeing something like discord as a way to connect people that's very private and closed and very able to it's a controlled internet and you can make it into a positive internet you're not dealing with the trolls from outside and all the horrible things you know um and not in a way like you're saying we're not it's not a positive vibes only ignore the world everything's good in here <laughs> but it's like um you don't need the horrible, awful people to be in there. You know, if, if they're not going to be horribly awful, just don't come in. But it seems like it's this new way to like share ideas, music and information without having to deal with all the awful people on Facebook or all these other sites. Right. Um, yeah. I think you've given it the best description I could possibly give. Honestly, that's exactly it. Um, as the internet is becoming what it's become, you know, we're not, things aren't really private anymore. We have to deal with so many trolls amongst other things. And Discord in a way is like a private uh, social media platform. Yes. Um, you can't just join unless you're given a link. So it's not like a VIP thing, but it's just, you know, links of, you can get my link from my SoundCloud page. It's very easy. And the way I can describe it, it's just, 
a site where you can have like sub sections, I guess, um, like a message boards, I guess. So on our Discord, we have um, food, we have like wellness, video games, anime, sneakers, uh, TFBS views, which is the Future Beach Show views, which is what I encourage people to do, which is if you're listening to the show somewhere, take a picture of your view and show me what it's like and they'll send that over. And it's just a great way to communicate with people, like you said, in a private and safe space. And yeah, yeah it, it's not like, hey guys, good vibes only. It just is like, if you're here, you're here because you're a fan of the show, of the DJ or something else. And, and it's great. We had someone share her engagement first on Discord before Instagram because wow. she's become closer to us guys over time than right. anything that makes sense. Yeah, I think not- it's just a cool way like for people to connect and for the real, um, mm. I, I don't know if you say loyal supporters, or fans, supporters. but because they are fans and supporters, but it also becomes this family type. It's almost like, you know, it has elements of a group chat and like, yeah, that's it. you know, it has the positive elements of what a Facebook group could be or things like that. Um, that's completely so, it. And it's great because what I do now is when people join Discord, um, I will share playlists in there that won't get shared anywhere else. Right. And that's what them- I was wondering. Like, what has yeah. your experience been with Discord and how are you using it? Just so people um, can understand. So- I would I will start off by saying the worst the wrong way to use it is to just have it and not engage with people. Right. Some people have a Discord, don't talk, don't do anything, don't share things. And I guess it's cool if you have a very rabid fan base that they just want to be like want anything to do with you, they want to be part of it. Right. The best way to think of it is um for me, again, it's a way for me to connect with people on uh just removing some of the other things that Instagram and Twitter has because that's open to the public. Whereas with Discord, because it's a bit more private, I can, I, I don't mind sharing things like, hey, this is what I'm eating today. And I'll share in the food channel. Whereas with Instagram, everyone does it. And it's just like, oh, another picture of this. Whereas on Instagram, also in Discord, I'll be like, hey, I had this, here's the ingredients. And then someone else would be like, oh, I made this. And yeah. I took your recipe. And it's just a great way to converse with people. But on the other side of it is, I know that these people that are here like what I do. So I'll be open to sharing playlist with them, get opinions from them on new music. I'll be like, hey guys, this is what I'm thinking of putting out, or what do you think of this remix? What do you think of this artwork? You know, and because they are involved and they want to be a part of it, they get to be a part of it, which is great. Um, and it's just nice to go on there and seeing people from all over the world communicating, connecting, and doing things, but you also have to give people a reason to be there. So right. like someone like yourself, you know, when your Discord's ready, you could have your radio show or your mix and maybe have the track listing there, or you could have links to the tracks on there. You could give people early access to music or what the other thing as well you can do is stream privately on Discord as well. So I'm working on having uh, movie nights on Discord. So we can watch a movie together and we can discuss it. We can do like private streams for people that aren't going to be on Twitch. So that's cool. I like that. And I like how you can in Twitch now you're allowed to show the Amazon uh, movies, which is kind of dope. I was thinking like, This Friday, like Borat comes out, you could like watch oh, it yeah, with yeah, everybody exactly. on yeah, Amazon, which would be amazing. Uh, yeah, you know. Exactly. But the Discord thing is even better. Like you're saying, it's that private thing, and you can do. I don't think some people understand how powerful it is. Where um, you can have a subscriber only section yes, too. You can. So, so what I'm doing is, is everyone who bought merch, um, they're going to be put in to a raffle where they can win uh, a custom TFBS skate deck. Um, which someone made for me. So we're we're doing things like that all through Discord. And the other thing I'm working on now is I'm going to be rescoring movies using 
Future Beats music. So we'll be watching Terminator 2 and I'll be playing the soundtrack to That's it live. That's dope. That's super dope. I, I thought of something similar, not that idea, yeah. but I was trying to think of how to utilize the Amazon mm. uh, showing it and then DJing under it. But it, yeah. it wasn't as developed as what you're saying of rescoring right. it per thing. That's actually, that's great. But yeah, I was like, so there's some way to include some, these together. I don't know. So. There is. There definitely is. I don't, I'm not sure exactly how to do it with Amazon yet, but there will be a way. I'm sure there must be a way where you can adjust the audio of the movie or something. There has to be. Maybe. I'm not sure, so, but I think that's so cool. I'd love to see that where you're rescoring. Yeah, so it. I mean, I, I've um, rescored uh, Terminator 2, um, uh, Blade Runner, uh, wow. and a, a, a Alien as well. I'm working on at the moment, um, just to that. just to do something a bit different because I love music and I want to show people that there's other ways you can. And this is the great thing with Twitch is you can make money and to be honest, make a living from doing fun things that you've always wanted to do. I mean, I'm working on a sneaker show with some of, some of my listeners because we're all sneakerheads. And right. we're just going to be showcasing our, our, our collection and talking about stories. And I know that's very cliche at the moment because sneakers aren't like what they used to be. But I have sneakers which I have stories about, which is the first time I wore these or how I had to get them. And it's just nice to share those kind of stories. So have fun with it, man. Like we also, um, my, um, a really good friend, my business partner, I'd say a guy called Mensa. He, uh, shout out to Mensa. He's an amazing DJ. He's done loads of events and he's into, um, um, artist management as well. He's also a, a great chef. And what we did is we did a, a show called the future eats show where <laughs> he had a GoPro on his head and he was making food and I was playing music and we were talking to each other, talking about the recipe to what he's making and just having fun with it. And that's something we wanted to do as well. And that just came out because of Spellcheck uh, once turned the Future Beat Show into the Future Eat Show. And, and <laughs> that's, that's amazing. It. I love yeah, that. And, just, and I say to people, like, why not do things like that? You know, why, why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't yeah. you? Yeah. And just have you know, all these crazy ideas that we've had that you haven't been able to do before. Do them now. I mean, look, just look at Four Colors Zach. The stuff he does is insane, but so fun and so cool. And Zach isn't pretending to be anyone. He's himself. Yeah, I know. He's I know. Just himself. Well, that that's that says, you know, that speaks to what I was saying earlier with the authenticity and being mm. genuine. Like, um, it's hard for some people, I think, to <laughs> to even tap into know their own authenticity, but then to have to convey it or show it to other people is even harder. Like, yeah. Um, how do you stay authentic or how do you come off genuine and feel good about yourself that later going to bed or something, you know? I mean, um, honestly, just again, it's, it, it sounds counterintuitive to what you've said, but I'm just myself. Right. Like genuinely, that's it. Like, because no one can be you better than you. And yeah. I know I sound like an 80s after school program right now, right? <laughs> but it's true, the right? The more and, you know. <laughs> yeah, the more you know. But the thing is, is just you and I, we could have so many people copying what we do. And we do. I'm sure there's plenty of people doing an exact ripoff of your mixes or your podcast and things yeah. like that. Oh, there's people with my exact logo that are calling themselves oh, wow. DJ Spider. I'm like, what are you doing? And and I had questions for you. Uh, Khalil, actually, Live and Proof, wrote in, like, what's your favorite oh. uh, copy? <laughs> and like, you, some of your people wrote in questions that, you know, Trust speak. To that. To say that as well um okay but before we do that though um no no we'll get to there in a little bit yeah, but again, um, again what yeah. you're saying to um is yeah because if you're yourself no one can copy that at right. all and here's the, the wonderful thing if you can make people be fans of you as a human then you're never going to lose because imagine people for some reason like me as a person in terms of what i do so when i turn around and do the future eats show 
they're going to follow me to the future eat show. If right. I turn around tomorrow and do, I don't know, the future sneaker show, they'll come and do it. Or if I do something else, they will come and support me and follow me You're and right. because they like what I'm about rather than the music, if that makes sense. It so does make you, sense. Yeah, yeah. Don't focus so much on the surface or the material things or the one yeah. song or the thing. You really have to be yourself and then allow yourself to come out through these things. This is it. And this is why the just talking people on Twitch do so well. You're right. Because they're themselves. They're there. And if you watch a lot of them, they're just sitting there watching things that the, the chat is sending in and giving yeah. their opinion. And people love it because they're fans of them. And and the the, the, the thing for me is I've always wanted to, to uh, mix my DJing and my fans of video, uh, my love of video games together because yeah. I see how much money video games can make and what you can do with it. Oh, and for insane. me, it's like, how can I do it? And now I'm slowly getting towards mixing those two things together. And yeah. it's proving well, you know, with Twitch now, look how many DJs are on there and a lot of DJs are doing very well and it's great to see. And I get people all the time saying to me, oh, this person's copying you, that person's using a space thing. I'm like, well, look, I don't own space as much as I'd like to. So I, I can't stop anyone using space, but I know when people are, let's just say, inspired by what I do. Right. And it's great. But the thing is, they can do everything I can do. They just won't do it like I can do. And that's fine for me. Yeah. And there's infinite ideas out there. I think you've shown it just by your stories on this podcast in the past couple hours is there were so many things that you've known before other people or done or this and that, and then it all comes full circle and it's always going to keep going. So people could steal everything you've done up till this point and you're going to have more ideas, you know, so it's, they exactly. can keep stealing and you're just going to keep thinking. And it won't that's, really exactly, yeah, that's exactly it. So I just feel like if you can just be yourself and win from that, you've, 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 you've done it. You've, you've yeah. got it. That's the secret, I think. And so what about like, do you have anything you can add on to that, like lessons that you've learned about how to build a show or a party or a community uh, or following or whatever you want to call it within this time? Um, I'll be honest with you. I have no idea how I've done it. Okay. <laughs> like, like I, I promise you, I just did what I loved, which was playing this music, sharing my love of space. And over time, just knowing that something would happen. I think it was celebrating again. I know we said, don't focus on numbers, but it was focusing on milestones, like having, I remember when I first had 500 plays on one of my shows, I was like, oh my God, 500 plays, that's amazing. And I said to my friend, like, I've had 500 people listen to me. He goes, oh, one person 500 times. Like, yeah, <laughs> I didn't think of that. But just little milestones. And I guess once you see improvement over time, you can build on it because if one person comes to your stream, like today we had a, a, um, a person come to my stream and she uh, was like, Oh, I didn't know you were on Twitch. I'm like, oh, come through, come through. She came through and bought one of her friends and her friend was like, oh, this person brought me through and I love what I'm seeing. So now hopefully those two will now be fans and then bring more people through. And yeah. I think that's what it comes down to. If, if you do what you do and you love it, the passion, you'll be able to see it and hear it and feel it. And I think passion is so like contagious. You know, yes. when you have, and I'm sure you've heard on my show, I think when I, yesterday when I was doing the stream and I played this one French soul funk song, which had the incredible drop. And I was like, you'll just wait for the drop. You will lose your shit. <laughs> and I was, you could tell I was so excited to play it that people were like, yo, we can't wait. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah. And, and that's what happens. It's like when you see a DJ absolutely killing it, you just can't help but smile and be like, yo, he's or she is in their zone right now. Yes. Yes. hundred percent. No, I've had that. People say that to me at gigs where I was like, 
I'm there. I know no one's really listening to me, but I'm like, I'm yeah. going to do the, I, I'm going to do what I would want to hear myself and what, yeah. how I would want to come off. And you'll have someone come up like, wow, there's no one even dancing here, but I'm so into it because you're so into it. I'm like, I yeah. know. Yeah. Or, or, or that one little wordplay that you'll do or that yeah. one mix that or you do. Something. And yeah. Come up and be like, yo, I heard that. And you're like, yep. yeah, that's it. And imagine that person will go tell someone, Oh, yo, Spider did a sick wordplay. And, and yeah. oh, we're going to go check him out. And I feel like that's how you build the community. But also being very open, being yeah. genuine, but just communicating with people. Don't put yourself on a pedestal because, as we say in London, bro, it's not that deep. You are, for, in the nicest way possible, you're just a DJ, right? Yeah. Um, or you're just a musician or you're just this. You're human. Like, don't think you're better than these other people. These people are taking time out to listen to you and connect with you. Connect with them back. I know sometimes it's not easy. I mean, if I showed you my DM, my DMs are a mess because I've had so many messages from people and I'm very blessed to have it. But sometimes it's hard for me to connect with people. And I've had people come up to me like, yo, I emailed you six months and you never got back to me. I'm like, I'm really sorry. But if you have time now, let's sit down and talk. And they're just yeah. like, oh, damn, I didn't think you were going to say that. I'm like, yeah, but why wouldn't I want to do that? It's, that's right. Cool. Yeah. And I am, I am, I'm doing all of this by myself. I mean, Mackie has been incredible help. Amir has been a wonderful help as well. Sonia has been incredible as well. Um, but I am doing this by myself for all intents and purposes. So it is hard to do it all by yourself. And I'm sure you know the same thing. It's difficult. Yeah, um, yeah I'm doing everything. I do so many things, you know, yeah. by myself. And, and I've got, um, you know, this podcast, like I do a lot of it by myself. I have this guy, Vlats, who helps so much with the video editing. It's He's the huge help. Shout out to him. Anthony. Anthony. Huge help in so many ways. And, um, you know, so grateful for them. Um, yeah. but, but, but same it, kind of thing. I'm, I'm, we're going to be done. I'm going to go edit this. Uh, you know, I'm yeah. doing everything for it. And, um, and then as it, you grow, I think it's important to bring people in on your team and, and, there's oh, no way you can do everything by yourself. So oh, no, I'm not saying it. that. And I don't want people to think that. Oh, no, no. I mean, um, this is why I'm not a fan of the whole hustle all day, hustle all night kind of right, mindset. Same. Like, yeah. Like, get some, get some I, rest. <laughs> get some rest, man. Please just chill. And also, don't be afraid to ask for help. I mean, yes. like I said earlier about mental health, it also applies to work and things like yep. that. Please don't, don't be afraid. You know, we, like I said earlier, we've had some listeners message me saying, like, I'm really worried about making bills this month. And we're like, yeah. we got you. We, don't worry we, we, we'll help it's okay don't worry um and you know through twitch um which is what i was going to go on to as well i've had yeah. my kind of circle get bigger i've had people who originally were fans and now have become an integral part of running the stream i mean i mentioned this to you when we first started speaking uh kevin who helped me build the pc um yeah. you know he said to me look you can't stream with your macbook well you can but if you want to do more dope stuff you need the pc so he goes look i'm going to tell you what to buy buy it and i help you build it and imagine i've never built anything like this before and he literally was on discord for six hours and i was live streaming the build of, of the pc and he had a 15 second delay from what he was saying to what the video was but he sat there and he helped me build everything and i'm forever grateful to him for that you know he took his time out he had the patience of a monk and we built it and first try it worked you know all thanks to him we have a grizz another young man from new york um super helpful with just life stuff just bouncing ideas and him just you know messaging me things and saying how about this have you tried this it's really nice to have people who might not necessarily be for example let's just say uh part of the team but they're people that will help you and give you ideas and are willing to help and you know they, they it's great to have that so please be open to working with people and having that and it's just amazing to have that you know to to have this extended circle 
And you know, yeah. like so, someone like Kevin will keep an eye on the Discord. He'll just make sure, and he'll kick people that are being a bit mean or just being a bit, you know, sus or anything like that. And even on Twitch, same thing. If you have someone come in and start saying racist things, he'll be the first person to be like, "Let me get rid of them." I might not see that right. because I'm DJing, you know. So it's great to have people. And by extension, you know, Roz, Anita, Yulia, Eris, all these amazing people that have just been so helpful. Um, so yeah. I, I think just being open to help is very important. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, it's all, it's bringing us all together. Um, should we get into some internet questions uh, that oh, people yes, sent please. in for you? Let's please, see. Please, please, please. Um, all right. Well, we had Khalil Livingproof <laughs> write in, who does the best impression or copy of TFBS that you've seen? <laughs> I don't know well, if you want to actually I, answer that. <sighs> Okay, there's. <laughs> I don't want to say too many names because a they're getting free promo from me. Because yeah, don't I'm say a, their name. I'm on DJ Spiders podcast, people. Like this is insane. <laughs> okay, like you know, shout out to Beat Source and DJ. So, listen, by the way, just quickly, I love what Beat Source is doing. I think it's amazing. It's going to change the game going forward. Like it's incredible. Like oh, thank you, DJs. Yes. Seriously. Sign up to D, uh, to uh, Beat Source and start checking out their streaming stuff. And I think one of the tiers has a locker system as well, right? Which is insane. Yeah, so they're it, implementing. I think the next version of Serato that comes out is the locker is going to be in uh, there. But the beauty of it now is that not a lot of people are going out to spots, so you can experiment with it, uh, being at home and, and yeah. streaming off of it. And I think even for for um, you know people like you that really dig deep for music you'll be able to share these playlists or be able to stream them and not, not necessarily have to go buy every track. If someone, if you find dope tracks on that are on other streaming services uh, that I won't mention, they'll be on beat source as well. So exactly. That's something that I think really is going to push things forward and people might find their little cynical things about it, but it's pretty, pretty cool. No, so if you're unfamiliar with BeatSource, it's a, um, a music uh, subscription service. But what the great thing is now with the new update, you can stream music to Serato, which is insane. So what you can do, you can go and click on playlist. So like you said, Spider, you might have a bottle service club night playlist or like a reggae playlist. Yeah. Um, shout out to D James. And then what you can do is you can like this playlist. It appears in your Serato and you can play the music, which is insane. It's and insane. And yeah, you can learn, the, like, D, for D. James is the curator of the Afrobeats playlist. Doing a great job. You know, amazing. Yeah, and he's way ahead. I don't know. So I went on, saved the playlist he made for that week. I'm at home. I'm playing with the songs, yeah. learning them, DJing. I didn't have to go buy them. I figure out the ones I like. I figure out ones I could put in my set, then yep. make my own playlist off of his playlist. And then he's constantly working, and he's, like, an amazing DJ. He's, yeah, you know, incredible. So he so knows great. what he's doing, making these yeah. playlists. So... Yeah, it's really valuable stuff. In yeah, that and then the great thing with the locker system is what people are worried about is you can then store these songs offline. And yeah. then you don't have to have Wi-Fi, which is insane. So imagine, like, for me, if I get booked for an Afrobeats party, I go check out the DJ's playlist, and there you go. And just to let everyone know, I don't work for B-Source or DJ City. I'm just <laughs> right. a fan of technology. Like, I, I love it. I think it's amazing. So if you haven't tried it out, please try it out. Now, what I will say, Spider, did you like the way I ducked that question just then? <laughs> <laughs> Yes, I did. It was actually good. And it helped us out too. So <laughs> no, so what I will say is um I'm not gonna shout them out, but there are people out there. There's people out there that have totally taken my aesthetic, I mean, to the space, the astronauts and stuff. But the thing is, is who am I to say that they might not like space as well? Like I can't 
you know, right, I can't right. argue with them. But it's kind of like what the same music, the same space stuff, and there's one person who has pretty much got the same name as me, bar one word is different. Um, can Lil knows who that is? Um, and there's other people, even with Twitch. The thing oh, that's I've the seen... future sweets show. I know that one. That's a, <laughs> Yo, that's a good one. <laughs> they all just eat dessert the whole time and listen to lo-fi. <laughs> But there's other like people the on cinnamon Twitch. roll is amazing. Yeah, so <laughs> but there's other people on Twitch who I've seen, like I'll do something one week and the next week they've done the exact same thing. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, all I'm doing is I'm doing something that Twitch does and I'm just adding it to my set. Now right. there's something I'm sitting on, which is so, so dope. And I'm just working on a way to implement it. The only problem is, is that the other people need to be partner to activate this feature. So right. hurry up and become partner, Spider, so we can do some- I, I'm on there. I, I, I got it. I got the- oh, uh, okay. I just have, my stream will be starting. Uh, hopefully by the time this podcast comes out, I'll do one stream. Amazing. <laughs> uh, so on my own channel. I've been doing it on other people's, but as okay. guests, but I'll have my own. I got the partner. I know about Perfect. squad stream type of thing. I don't know if that yeah. has something to do with it, but- Maybe, um, maybe not, but we're Maybe, maybe not, but yes, very, I-, very I I already love all your ideas, so whatever Thank it you. is, I'm down. <laughs> yeah, no, that's it. And so once and hopefully I, I'll be you... doing a guest set on future beats. Oh, 100 percent. Uh, I think that's the first thing I said to you. Yeah, I was it like, is. Oh, it's, so it's I just want spider. people to like, know. Oh. I'm I'm yeah. excited to be on there. Put a little set together for that. Too. Yeah, no, of course. So um, yeah. So I I noticed that a lot, and it can be very frustrating because I'll sit there and work out all kinds of things. You know, whether it's coding or Mackie would do something or Amir would do something or Sonia would give me some feedback on something and then to do something super happy like yo this is a brand new idea and the next week someone else do it and you're like right. oh damn okay fine and then what's crazy is I've had people watch the other person's stream they come back to me say oh didn't, didn't this person do it before and I'm like no if you look at the video I did it first <laughs> I know it's like stand-up comedy too you see everyone commenting like I saw that joke from here and they're like no that person took it from me I said it before yeah. them yeah and, and again then but then I tell myself don't worry about being first. Yeah, just don't worry be good. About it. And, yeah. and, but these are conversations I have with myself, obviously. So yeah, there's people who do some very good TFPS impressions, and um, good luck, man. Um, but there actually is a DJ complexion in South Africa who I've hit him with some fake cease and desist um, because I can't get a real one, and he doesn't listen. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, dude, fine, carry on. But the problem is, is um, he has taken DJ complexion on Twitch. Oh, sorry, on Twitter. So I'm just complexion on on Twitter. Uh, yeah, so I'm some with people, you. there's some guy yeah. in Italy that has DJ Spider on Twitter, and he's had it forever. And I'm like, come oh. on, dude, just give it to me. And he'll yeah. tweet like once every two years just to like keep oh. it going. <laughs> See, this guy just just tweets some random stuff. Like he's like a house DJ, like really hard house. So he's completely different to me. And I see some people tagging him in things. And I'm just like, no, it's me. I know. So, so that's tough. the annoying thing. So Khalil, thank you for that question. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Well, what about, uh, let's see, next one. Fleur Le Chat Noir. Oh, yes. I think I'm I said a, it right, maybe. Yes. Uh, she said, what is your favorite episode to date? Ah, without a doubt, 100% episode 200. Um, okay, we got to go and back now, and check that. Yeah, so the, the, the thing with episode 200 was I was actually going to stop TFPS at episode 200. Um, I oh. had felt that the show had run its course. I think at the time I was in a mind space where um, there were other people who I felt were doing less than me, but getting way more from it. You know, imagine um, the show numbers-wise is doing amazing. You know, I, I've spearheaded this movement 
Um, I'm not the only person that does it, but I think I'm, I'm an integral part of it to a degree, yeah. I feel like. Right. And no major radio station has ever reached out to me and said, hey, do you want to do a show? People I've reached out to have said no. I'm like, but guys, I'm getting 15 to 25K plays a week. Like yeah. that might not be huge, but that's very solid. I have a very right. good fan base, but yeah. they just don't want to do it. And I just, I was very disillusioned. And I yeah. thought, you know what? I'll stop while I'm ahead and let me announce it and build up to it. So I announced it at episode 190. I was like, this is the final 10 countdown. And people didn't believe me. They were like, no, 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 you're gonna, no, 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 guys, I'm serious. I'm, I'm, I'm legit going to stop. They're like, what are you going to do next? I said, I don't know. Let's just see what happens. And then for episode 200, I said, as this is the last episode, I'd like the listeners to send in voice notes and tell me their favorite song from the last 200 episodes and I'll play that song. And I promise you, some of the messages I received were so incredible that I was like, I'm really onto something here. Like legitimately, I have, this, this isn't just a little radio show. It's something really, really amazing. And I was like, fine, I can't stop now. Like I can't. So if you listen to the show, I start off the show with episode one, like a clip of me on my first show. And I'm like, yo, what's going on everyone? This is DJ Complexion, this is the Future Beat Show. And it's like so different to how I talk now. And right. then I come on and I'm like, hey, can you imagine that's how I was in episode one? And I just had a brief introduction. And then I have people who I've never actually spoken to send in the most incredible voice notes. And then they talk about where they were in their lives or what happened and how the music makes them feel. And I was like, this, I, I can't stop this. This is amazing. So episode 200 will always have a special place in my, in my heart. They're like, it's just amazing. And it's the great idea of, of all these people that I've heard me shout these people out. Now you get to have a voice as well. Yeah. Which is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, some of the people in your chat, I mean, and I got to check out that episode 200. Oh, that please do. Really it's cool. amazing. Um, some of the I went in your chat uh, today before the show and asked, and we got some pr kind of random ones. But someone, uh, okay. this one, follow Wild Thing uh, said, "Can you ask him about Miami twenty twenty one dates?" Which oh, I'm assuming okay. you're not going to be able to know because we no, talked about I, unpredictable. But yeah. yeah, I don't think so. So what it was, we just started off um, when we started doing the Twitch. Um, yeah, when we had like 30, 40 people on. Those 30, 40 people became like a very close community, and we were like. Hey, we need to do a holiday together. How amazing would that be? Oh yeah. And then and then we were like, Miami, it makes complete sense. If there's yeah. enough of us, we'll get a nice mansion, we'll just hang out. And and I think as much as we are going to do it, it also became this thing that we were looking forward to. Yeah. Just to help us get through quarantine. We were like, Miami, baby, we got it. We're going to get to Miami. Yeah. And we started designing t-shirts. And we were like, we've got, uh, Grizz, who I mentioned earlier, he's an amazing chef as well. So he was like, look, I'm going to cook. Well, he didn't say that actually, but we're going to make him cook because he's amazing. Um, and yeah, it just became this little thing that we hold, like hope we were holding on to. Like yeah. Miami's going to happen. So it's definitely going to happen. I just think it's going to be a little later than expected. Yeah, we got we to gotta ride the wave, like we were saying, see where ride this thing wave. ends up. This is it, by the way. Um, all right, let's get into one more. Um, Cola Suona. Oh, uh, that's Anita, who's, uh, again, such an okay. amazing person. Sorry, yeah. Anita. Um, our, uh, she was wondering about the pressures and stresses of DJing. And um, is it similar or different from DJing on Twitch versus mm -hmm. real life shows? What are the pressures and stresses? Uh, so with Twitch... Um, when I first started, I didn't care about the numbers. And then the numbers started going up. And then it got to the point when I was just like, unless I have 200 people, this isn't a good show. 
Right. And then, and then I started really thinking like, oh man, like I don't have 200 people. And then it got really bad to the point when I was on the front page of Twitch and um, we had three and a half thousand viewers, just over 3000 viewers. Yeah. And when I went off the front page and came to my own channel, we had a thousand viewers and I was thinking, man, I've only got a thousand viewers. <laughs> right. Right. I was like, yeah. Why am I thinking like this? Yeah. So there's this pressure that I put on myself. So I took a break and um i was just like i'm not going to focus on the numbers so on my monitor at home you can see the numbers in the corner i actually use a towel to cover the corner of the monitor so i don't see the numbers anymore oh nice so because of that i can just focus on the show because then i started thinking to myself oh man why like i'm putting this pressure on myself and then also like we discussed earlier when you have so many great ideas not only great ideas when you have so many ideas in a row like the just play sample show the kanye sample show this show this show when you don't have ideas you start feeling like oh man am i only as good as my last idea yeah can can i not just do a music show where i'm just playing music right you know and then also i'm sure we've had times when we've argued with our partners or our friends or something and sometimes you can't help but carry that mood over and when you're doing a twitch channel we have to as much as i'm i'm myself i don't put an act on but i leave some stuff behind so i just like i'm just gonna present the show sometimes you can't shake that and then people can notice as well and they're like are you okay i'm like no i'm fine i'm fine but you can't shake that right and then that's where the pressure comes in because for me also then with some of the messages i get when people are like yo you know your show has really helped me through quarantine it's beautiful it's so wonderful to hear but it's also pressure because then you're like oh man if i don't do a show this person might not have a good day and something else might happen and you know it goes on and on in my brain the way i think it just over analyzes overthinks and i'm like right. oh man like I need to do a show. I need to do it. And then sometimes you burn out. If you're doing three or four shows a week, you can start burning out and it gets difficult. So I said to myself, I now will not do a show longer than two hours. Like oh. that's it. It'll be two hours and done after that. I might go on just a tiny bit, 15, 20 minutes more, but it's two hours and that's it. I mean, initially I was doing four or five hours. Imagine wow. at the start. That's and a lot. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a big burnout. And it's also, um, I think with the numbers in the chat, because we don't have a real life audience to feed off of, the only thing we can feed off is the chat. And sometimes right. the chat will be lurking. They won't be talk- they won't be talking. They'll be working or they'll be working out. Yeah. And if they're not talking, then it's just like, oh man, I'm not doing a good job. I need to do something to make the chat talk. So I know it's a good show. I know. Sometimes I feel bad if I'm in someone's Twitch and I don't say anything, but I'm like, hey, I'm here. Like, I'm here, I wish I could just push a button of like, supporting or something you know like that's all yeah. just send an emoji but it's like i'll have it on when i'm driving sometimes or doing something else i can't Same. chatter it's in the background so it's like that's what i tell somebody or they'll give me a guilt trip like oh everyone's in my thing you weren't in my stream i'm like oh. i was there you know like but, but this is what i say i just this wasn't is what, chatting but this is the thing and i've seen other djs do this as well especially um djs in america because the uk i don't think they're really on twitch like this just yet yeah but i've heard some djs and again not throwing shade nothing else but they'll put their radio voices on straight away and it's just like a you know like a very top 40 radio show and they really encourage like hey bits and subs and follows and stuff and i'm like dude you might have got 10 subs but a dj that's starting as watching you might not get any subs and they might start comparing their self-worth to the subs if that makes sense you know yeah so for me i'm like if someone gives a sub i'm like yo thank you and keep it moving like yeah. that's it i have a sub goal which my friends have told me is a good idea to have because right now twitch is really supporting me in terms of money and everything so yeah. my friends are like have a sub goal and just leave it on there and in fact my friends are always telling me yo you should talk about the subs more but i'm like i don't want to because 
for me, if you like what I'm doing and you're able to, you'll support me. If you, I mean, there's different schools of thought. I was watching Zach, Four Color Zach, on a Saturday night. I mean, yeah. he was like auctioneer status. It was amazing, and he, <laughs> and he was like, he's like, you guys want me to do this? All right, fifty subs, and then they'd be like, <laughs> he'd be like, oh, you want me to go to Mash Mountain again for the second time? Okay, at least one hundred subs. He's like, you want me to microwave a glass of wine? Seventy five <laughs> subs, and the people were doing it. I was like, Jesus, he's drumming but, but them that, up, like you know. But that's great, right? Because exactly, it's different, yeah, different yeah. Uh, approaches. Nothing is the right answer. Um, I exactly, think, and, you know. and that, and this is what I love because, and then again, this goes back to i guess doing what we were doing with um we talk about the strip club yeah it, it's it's like that isn't it you know it's like yo hey if we get 50 pounds then Thanos is going to come out or something and i think that's a really good fun way to do it because what they're doing is uh they're not excluding people from uh listening to your show because originally I was going to do something on Patreon. I'm sure you're familiar with Patreon yeah or not. yeah yeah so Patreon was the idea but then i didn't like the idea of withholding the show to some people right so the idea was that we do four episodes of the future beat show and then we have one fifth episode that only the patreon guys get but then i felt really bad and i said oh they'll get it the following month because i didn't want to do it but then what my friends have said to me and initially when uh we went the quarantine when i was getting all these donations coming through people were like look you've done so much for us this is our way of saying thank you just shut up and take the money right like, if, if if we want to support you we'll support you in how we can you can't stop us i said you know what you're right but just please know that i'm not doing this for subs or money or anything else so if you want to support please do um but for me it's not like you know i've seen people like on instagram share like oh i've had this many subs and donations i'm like that's great but you wouldn't do that with your dj fee like people don't feel comfortable talking about your money they get at gigs so if you right. won't do that why are you doing this you're doing it as a flex but then ultimately what you potentially might be doing is making other people concern be concerned with their self-worth because i've had it yeah i've definitely you know i've seen other people get 25 subs and like oh man like am i not doing a good enough job do i need to start doing this or this but if people want to support you let them but also please don't focus on it and I'm, right and these are some of the pressures that we get from yeah. twitch that's one yeah. of the things it's a whole different yeah. world for us yeah completely um well i think um we can wrap things up pretty soon i know it's getting Amazing. late out there but um before we go you've uh, a lot of times i like the guests to leave us with some words of encouragement or advice Ooh, for this. people you've given us so much already on this episode but i know you've <laughs> got you. a lot more inside of you um so is there any kind of words of encouragement you want to leave to the djs or just the any humans listening or advice <laughs> uh, something you want to impart with our audience out there um very simple and uh something that i've been telling myself a lot lately is keep going and i know it sounds very simple and people can be like what is that it but the thing is there's so many times that we have things stopping us in life whether it's family partners money health all kinds of things if you're able to keep doing what you love doing or that project you've got weighing or anything do it and no matter how many people support you watch it listen to it or buy it, keep going. I promise you things will work out if you keep going because you have to have faith in yourself because no one else is going to support you unless you believe in yourself doing it. And again, I know I sound like an 80s after school movie and stuff, right? But this is the conversation I've had with myself. I, I've just told you, I was going to stop the show at episode 200. If I did, I wouldn't have done a tour across America. I wouldn't have toured across Australia or Asia. I wouldn't have worked with Georgia Smith. I wouldn't have done Boiler Rooms. I wouldn't have worked with Nike, Puma, Adidas. Um, I wouldn't have had my merch out. All these things ha happened 
oh, well, some things happened just before 200, but these other things would not have happened after 200. And that's all because it, the tw- look at Twitch. I'm here talking to you, Spider, someone who I respect, someone who's done amazing things because of Twitch and the Future Beat show. Like, that's insane to me. So you never know what's going to happen. So anytime you have self-doubts, listen to them, but also tell yourself that the, that's all they are, they're doubts. You know, we can be our own worst enemy. I, I know this 100%. And it's really funny how if something's going to happen or we're working towards something, we'll tell ourselves it's not going to work. It's not going to happen. We'll never tell ourselves, yo, we, we can do this. So start telling yourself you can do it and things will work. And hey, do you know what? If they don't work, something better will definitely come along. But you have to keep it moving and keep going. That's all you can do. That's it. That's all I can say. And I'll tell you very quickly where that came from. I was uh, in Hong Kong. It was on my tour. And I remember I was really, really sad because I was leaving Hong Kong. And I was like, oh, I just don't want to leave. I don't want to go. And then uh, I found this little box of, I think it was like chocolate pandas or something. And on the front, they had a little duck and the duck had a speech bubble that said, hey, keep going. And I thought that's so perfect because I was so worried about doing the rest of the tour. And that just said, right, that's it. I need to keep moving. I need to keep going. And that little cartoon duck to this day has helped me and uh, just tells me when I'm feeling down and when I'm feeling lost to keep going. That's it. And of course, next week, best week. Of course, obviously. Yes, next week, best <laughs> week is the is the motto. But keep yeah. going. I love that. Big sign. Keep, keep going. Keep keep, keep, keep that going. in your house. Because it's so I it's so true. All the stuff you said is really inspirational and true. And and the doubts will be the first thing um to meet the idea. You're right. You'll hit the yeah. you put the idea and the doubt shows up. And I feel like the doubt looks like this concrete wall, but really it's just a piece of paper that you can bust through if you just <laughs> go through it and just keep going like you're saying like and you never know it's like those things they put online where it's like this person quit right before they were about to hit the jackpot or right you know it's the truth you got to keep going and also there's no end the journey the going is is what it is and so you get so caught up in the future or the numbers or you get so caught up in these things in the present that don't allow you to see what's happening or the past or the future but enjoy the going part of the keep going you know enjoy that you know this is it this is it exactly because before we realize it's all over yeah and and the only thing we're going to remember is the journey like for real um so uh spider before we do finish um thank you so much for having me on it's been amazing since you first reached out and you were so friendly and humble it's it's been amazing and i'm excited to hopefully work on some projects with you in the near future Um, and thank you for having me on and to all the DJs that are listening, keep going. Thank you for doing what you do. I'm sorry if I've come across a little bit self-helpy preachy and stuff, because I know sometimes it can come across like that, but genuinely, I just want to share my experiences and hopefully, um, something has hit home and you've been like, you know what, that's how I felt as well. And this will keep you going of course. Um, and lastly, much love to the entire TFBS community. Um, you know, sending all the love to Sonia. She's been incredible. She's had my back for everything. Thank you. And then on top of that, we have Mensa, Mackie, Kevin, Grizz, Anita, Eris, Roz, Pat. Um, oh, I'm going to start forgetting people's names. Amir, uh, Mark, um, so many of you, thank you for giving my life purpose in this really weird time. And thank you for being there for me. I appreciate you. Thank you. 
Oh, yeah, that's huge. Well, thank you so much for being on. Thank you for the kind words and coming on here and and all that you do um, and that you've been doing and and are going to do. And and I'm on the same page. I'm excited to work with you on some projects coming up in the future and even just your... your brain and your mindset is is um, something that I think is valuable to have around. So, I mean, just to Thank be you. able to bounce ideas off you or talk to you about things and, course, and trade course. music. Anything. I mean, you're always putting me on to the dopest music. So, Oh, I've got so much for you. Yeah, even today, Mr. Maneuvers, I'm, that edit was oh, so dope. I, I, I downloaded it right away. Thank you. <laughs> so um, dope. But yeah, I mean, everybody go, go check out the Future Beats show. Go check out Complexion. And thank you so, so much for coming on the show and all the words you've given us really appreciate it all the words, <laughs> all the words. Uh, so many words have come out <laughs> an uncountable amount of words have been yeah. said in the past two hours well, well we did say this didn't we spider initially i was i born spider i was like you know what i do talk a lot and he was like yeah you know what i do too oh my and god i, I didn't even think- get to a lot of the questions i'm like we have to stop at some point so maybe there'll <laughs> be a we'll part do. two what we'll do is when i uh relaunch my podcast we'll do part two on my one oh. with you I'm in. I would love to. Perfect. Done. Perfect. Great. All right. Well, yo, thank you again. And I will see you uh, See you on Twitch and, and in the Discord. For sure. Take care, Spider. Thank you, man. All right. Later. All right. That was it. Complexion giving us one of the longest episodes we've had, but one of the most insightful and just great episodes. I got a lot out of this. So thank you again to, for him to come on the show. Um, and also thank you guys for listening. Please hit me with any other topics, ideas, questions that you have at DJ Spider on Instagram or DJ Spider on Twitch. I'm up on there. Uh, we are here for you. And uh, coming up next is episode 51 year in the making. So uh, make sure you tune in and subscribe. Give us those reviews and help us grow. The 20 podcast is produced by BeatSource. Join us next week as we uh, provide you with more interviews with DJs and discuss music that matters to DJs as well. Peace. And that was the 20 with DJ Spider.